race time here, and I'm not just talking about our friends at Formula One and Max Verstappen in Japan this weekend. Of course, we're, we have postseason races in baseball coming to a close. Only nine games remaining for the Toronto Blue Jays. The NFL season, kind of a short marathon or a short race, but that's just getting started. And of course, the craziest race, the craziest season of all here in Toronto, just getting started here as training camps open up. Hello, this is the house that happens. Welcome, I'm Andrew Millenni, along with my co-host. How you doing? That's Cruz here. And we record every weekend at Chewy's Bar and Grill, voted four times the best dive bar in all the GTA. And you know it's number one in our hearts. Cruz, how you doing? Not too bad. Um, first of all, uh, I just want to shout out. Uh, I don't know how to get around this, Andrew, so we just might as well cut to the chase and sure. talk about it. Everyone knows I got banged up. Uh, I just want to have one uh, public service announcement. Always wear your seatbelt. Always. If you yes. go to the variety store, um, go, wear your seatbelt. And secondly, for all the people that have shouted out to me and my wife, Jerry and Sue, to ask if we're okay. Yes, we are. Um, I'm sitting here with a broken sternum. I'm not going to move too far, but I'm going to say a lot. Um, another thing is, if we could just say we got to stop this ridiculous thing. The person at the incident was arrested immediately because he reeked of alcohol. Oh, boy. That's uh, obviously something you never like to see, but uh, I can speak from myself personally, Cruz. I'm really glad to have you back here. The show you. did not feel the same without you, and uh, yeah, just great to have you here. And, uh, of course, a speedy recovery back to 100%, and so we can have you back to your rambunctious self here on oh, the show. I, I will be rambunctious. I'm just sitting on uh -oh. the couch reading more, so it gives me more ammunition to uh, say the crazy things that I do. In, Hell any, yeah. in any event, uh, the reason that it's, there's a big irony in this, in coming home and getting into a horrific car accident, is the fact that we were leaving my son, youngest son's memorial golf tournament which has really rattled the cages of everybody. But I just want to say, we're going to move on now. It's the next day. But I would be remiss if I did not say that the Matt Cruz second annual golf tournament was a smash success. I want to shout out to the Granite Ridge Golf Club for putting it on, putting up the classy sign, giving us a great meal. I cannot tell anyone how much. If you want an event and you want to be served, Granite Ridge will give you a great meal. Um, I want to check out all the sponsors. I know there were some car dealerships, some beer people. I'll get their names all later because I appreciate everything you did. There was a great 50-50 and a lot of prizes. But the person I want to shout out to more, and he's starting to feel like a second son to me as if he wasn't already, that's Mr. Kevin Pick, who did an outstanding job pulling all of this together. Um, I can't say how good it is. Oh, by the way, um, Andrew, I'll get you a hat. They got some really, really cool hats for the day. Love it. Mr. Pick, all the time that you have to do with your family and all the other stuff you have going on, to take the time to put on this event on this level is amazing. Yes, you did, my boy, proud and more. And secondly, I just want to say to my son, Zachary Lee Cruz, for being your assistant and helping to make sure that this thing went over the top just the way that he liked it. I didn't hear anybody say anything except for they had a great day and there was a million, million smiles. So till next year, it was a great day. Lovely. It's great to hear. Shout out yeah. to everyone involved in making that uh, day to remember. But the thing was, I missed a couple of things on the way. And one of them is the Toronto Argonauts continuing on their season of excellence. Yes, 11-1. and one, uh, They play the Hamilton Tiger Cats at home this weekend. Chance to go 12-1 and one and... 
I mean, the longer the season goes, the more likely it is that they will break that wins record. That would, that would be something good for Toronto, considering uh, what's going on with the TFC, but we'll get that in a moment. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to something interesting that crossed my mind, and I think it's well-deserved. However, there's got a little caveat with it in a weird way, but Pinball Clemens was extended his general manager role mm-hmm. for the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, Argonauts. The, Toronto Argonauts. I'm just saying this. Hey, Pinball, what else are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do? You, you What's are, that mean? You're an ambassador for Toronto, not just the Argonauts. So I'm saying that I don't think that you, you should be doing anything but sitting here in this city where you created the great humanitarian person that he is, what he's contributed to the community. And I'm saying, like, if I had heard, well, Pinball's stepping down to be general manager or he's no wanted longer wanted in the Argonaut organization, wouldn't that weird you out? I mean, definitely. I mean, the first thing he said when I heard him come on, I think it was Overdrive the other day, was, let's go, Blue Jays. How much better of an ambassador to the city <laughs> could you not want than Pinball Clevens? So I'm just saying, I'm not, I mean, maybe that sounded negative. I was trying to make it sound, in a weird way, positive in the sense that I don't see any other job for this guy except his part with the organization and his contributions to the city. And if he stays here till he retires, I think that would be an amazing thing. I mean, if you love Toronto sports, I mean, you got to love pinball. That's, that's my Come number on. one point. That's, yeah. the, that's my point. Like, I'm not saying anything except for the fact, what else is he going to do? Yeah. He just continue to do what you are doing. And we, the city appreciates it immensely. Absolutely. And your presence here at the Shoeys Bar and Grill has not been dismissed. People know that this is a Argo party place. Mm-hmm. Is it not? Had a Argo gr- Central. Argo Central. And, and they've come here with the Grey Cup. And... Um, Pinball has personally come to Shoeys with the Great Cup. So we want everyone to know that. And he'll be back. He'll be, be back. Which brings us, before we get to the major things in the city, we do have to discuss what went on in Miami last night. Was it last night or the night before? With our, our, our pathetically ridiculous, supposed to be running mm. the world of soccer, TFC. Yeah, this was uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night. I can't remember. I mean, it's... That's not important, obviously. The point was Messi was here. Messi started the game. uh, And when Messi came out of the game, so did the fans. 37 minutes into the game. And you know what? Give Messi a break. For the amount he's been playing at his age and stuff. I don't have a problem with him getting taken out of the game that this early. My no. problem is that uh, TFC sucks. Oh, yeah. And that, and, and obviously the fans don't care. They paid their whatever, probably way too much money. Let's be real, to go see Messi play. 37 minutes. Yeah. And, well, it was, and it was still 4 nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, and Messi didn't even score. It was 4 nothing it was for four uh, nothing. Inter-Miami. That's just an, a whole nother level of insanity. But that's all the time we got for TFC, but I think that's Thankfully. more times that they deserve. I want to do another little, another little shout-out before we go because I wasn't here. Congratulations to uh, um, Djokovic for winning his uh, the U.S. Open, and I think that he just has to be in the GOAT conversation. We didn't go to there. But I wanted to congratulate Coco Goff, and I'm starting to begin to wonder, is this the beginning of another era in women's tennis? It certainly looks that way. I mean, I don't think this is going to be her only major. No, but I, I think the competition level's gone up in a while because I really like Sabalinka. Mm-hmm. I think, what's her name? Swacek. Swacek is amazing. Jabber, who lost yesterday, they're doing that big tournament in... Um, Guadalajara, Ohio. Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Unfortunately, our girl Fernandez lost in the quarterfinals. She had a nice run. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've been watching a lot of tennis, as to say so. And watching this much tennis, I can almost pick out who's going to be where. But the fact is that um, we may have a new era in women's tennis. And I'm thinking, like, in about a year from now, we're going to be talking about all of these players. Like, Sabalenka's got a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. The competition around her is great. But um, anytime you move forward with a, with a, a charismatic, righteous Little tennis player, you got to give her props. Absolutely. The only thing is uh, women's tennis, we've seen that these uh, long uh, runs, basically, where you're at the top, those don't last you know, that long, unless you're Serena Williams, who's the exception to the rule, obviously. Well, that's wondering if Kogoff is going to be one of them. I think Sabalinka is going to be around for a while. Maybe. Maybe. No. It's, it's tough, though. The women's uh, division is not like a WTA is not at all like ATP. ATP, like the same guys are yep. in place for... It seems like decades, <laughs> right? WTA, it's like every couple of years, there's a big changing of the guard, so to speak. So, I mean, I'm wishing Coco go off the best. I mean, I think she's a fantastic athlete. Oh, a big congratulations too. to her, obviously. Well, they, they put a but uh, to be honest, I'm more interested in our Canadians kind of getting back. Oh yeah, Fernandez, she looked really, really good. Can I say something? And is I hope it doesn't sound bad, but I think in all the sports that that I like to watch. Um, women's tennis players have the greatest legs on the planet. Can I say that? <laughs> and one more. Well, they get to show them off all the time. Oh, there you go. Some of these girls, and I mean this the most positively way, they have just great legs. But the other thing is when you're talking about it doesn't last too long, you said that right because where is our girl, Bianca Andra? Andrescu? Andrescu. Oh, man. She, she unfortunately fell off pretty quickly. That's that's one of the things that we're talking about. Very Today, Eugenie Bouchard-esque. Oh, Can I say that? No, because at least she won something. <laughs> Bianca? Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, uh, um, Eugenie got to a final. Did she win at Wimbledon? Wimbledon, yes. And she was at the French semis that same year, too. So she had a, a really nice season that year. So we congratulate her on coming in second? I, I mean, for Canadians, uh, and that's a big deal. I think, that's, I think that the <laughs> modeling that it got her in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and the Vogue runway shows, that probably worked out better for her in the long run. I mean, yeah, but uh, I imagine tennis pays uh, better than pickleball. That's what I'm thinking, too. And thinking of the absurdities in sports, I just want to say something totally absurd, and then we'll get on with the meat of the show. But do we really care if Travis Kelsey is going to go out with, uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh, can't yell that out. I mean, I think it's hilarious, especially knowing the backstory of oh, yeah. uh, was when she came to Kansas, he brought one of the bracelets to her. Yeah. He, he found out what she wasn't allowed to see him or he wasn't allowed to see her backstage because she doesn't talk to anybody. And then he ends up uh, snagging a date out of it anyways. I mean, good for Travis. I heard he's had two dates. He was on, okay. uh, it was on the McAfee show saying, yeah. you know what I mean? I just think it's all TMZ to me, which we're going to get away from. But that's part of the sideshow, which is... Um, professional sports absolutely and i mean well actually you know i'll get to this actually speaking of uh, someone who's been i guess kind of accused of being a sideshow before what do you think of a uh, dwight howard trying out with uh, the golden state warriors you, you made an interesting face there I think for when we get video that's gonna play well actually okay. we're working on that by the way okay that's part of the reasons is the breathing issue i just heard that he went out there and i don't know if he's viable to play but i heard he's in amazing shape that's okay. Well, that's good to hear. At least I've heard he's in amazing shape. So what does he do? He takes a one of those veteran contracts and comes in and sees because Dwight still hasn't got a ring, has he? No, he does not. Uh, Lakers uh, was he not on that team? Was he? Or Maybe did he come he along after? I think he, he was the year before they didn't, and the next year he's got it. We'd have to check that out. I think uh, I'm going to double check this right now, but I'm pretty sure he got one with the Lakers that year. 
I'm just thinking he's hanging on for another paycheck. When you get to the end of your career, you got to rip your uniform off. I think he's just being one of those guys. And I respect that. As long as you're not making a fool of yourself as you're going out with the team. Like, this isn't the uh, Washington Generals. He did He did one with the Lakers. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. So just looking for number two. Must be, yeah. And a paycheck. Of course. It, it, it's, it's all about the paychecks. The NBA know? pays uh, nicer than uh, the Ty- Taiwanese League, I imagine. Yeah. Where was he? Was he playing? I thought it was Israel. No, Taiwan. Oh, Taiwan? We're just trying to get, like, the all-star team there of, like, uh, Doc Rivers. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was another player he was trying to recruit, too. Obviously, it didn't work, but no. uh, <laughs> funny shit nonetheless. Oh, I agree 100%. 100%, no, no doubt about it. But in any event, I think we should move on to the things that are more significant. Oh, well, one more oh. shout-out before I move on. I want to shout-out to the PWHL, the Professional oh. Women's Hockey League. They had oh, yes. their draft this week, and uh, this is the league... I mean, I know we've uh, had our, uh, uh, or let's just say our battles with women's sports on this show. But this is yes. a league I, I really want to you know, support, get you to support. Me and Cruz have already been talking about seeing the Toronto team when they play. Hopefully they wear blue and white, the only colors that they should be wearing. I think that we should, like, alter this. What I think what we're trying to say is that we're not saying anything, like, against the the women's sports league. So I shouldn't speak. say women's league, uh, women's sports, because we, we we talk women's tennis on the show quite oh, a bit. Oh, and we and we mention some other things too. We did, we the WNBA has been a bit of a punching bag on the okay, show. Okay, okay. The, the, their what? playoffs, and I, I have honestly no clue what's going on. Neither do I. I, I was going. Even on. I keep saying I'm going to try and watch. I did too, but it, and I mean with four screens, and I couldn't get the playoff game on. <laughs> but I think what I'm really going to shout out here is that if I eventually you and I go down to a game, which we're going to go to do, we'll go to the Toronto game. We'll make a point of it. Let our show know that we're going down to the game. But what I'm saying that if women's sports wants to get higher, I think the women should get out and support it. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's been I'm one saying. of the biggest problems. Yes, like, that's why we are, we're nagging out. We're not being derogatory about that. We're saying, like, if we're going to go, if the women are screaming for this, why aren't the women going out to the games? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. You look yeah. in the crowd of a WNBA game, it's like, what, 70% dudes? Oh, 100%. That's probably on the low side. <laughs> that could be it, too. You know what I'm saying? So if, if we're hearing all of this about injustice, diversity, equality, blah, 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 then girls go out and show us. You know what I mean? Because this is still a commerce-based industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they've had failures because of the divides in the leagues, not getting the support, and blah, blah, blah. So girls... There's going to be a good product on the ice. Remember that. Of course. This should be the strongest women's league that was ever... The way they're building it from the ground up this time. Yes. They're not trying to get anything started too quickly. Six teams, I think that's perfect number. Symbolic to having an original six. Yes. I, still got uh, I that. love that. Three, three in Canada, three in the States. I yes. think the markets they chose are perfect as well. Oh, yep, yep. Um, and I mean, hopefully the way it's lined up, I imagine within the next few years, they're going to be at like eight to ten teams. You think they'll get that far? Like, you don't think Chicago, Detroit, Washington, they can get teams in there? I'm saying I hope so. But once again, it's about bums in the seats. I, I agree. I agree. So what do you think that's going to be their success? 6,000 a night? I mean, we don't even know what venues they're going to be playing in yet. Well, so, I, I think they're going to be. There have to be in venues that size. Like, let's get cut to the chase here. They're not yeah, going to be playing at Scotiabank. No, no. It's going to either be uh, Rico. I, I don't think they want to be playing at York University. No. No, I don't think I'm so. I'm trying either. to think but like junior B size places, don't you? Or junior A size places, don't yeah. you agree? Even um, I, I don't know about playing the team in Mississauga, but something somewhere like Paramount. Paramount like, would be perfect, but that, you could still call it Toronto. Why it's a GTA team, right? Yeah, I mean it was, it's just like kind of an out of the way problem. I think you'd want to have it like in Toronto proper, you know? 
just for the get the people from Scarborough don't have to go to Mississauga and vice versa. <laughs> just so you can have like a hub. A hub, I agree. Yeah. But I'm, I really think that, uh, yeah, the, the Paramount, I, I still call it the Hershey Center, but that's a great venue. That would be, uh, to me, that'd be the perfect size venue for the mm. women's hockey team. In any event, we're just cheering for mass success. First Absolutely. and foremost is we want this to be able to do. I want to look on and be able to say, oh, so-and-so scored three goals. But then again, who do I know in the WM besides, besides Brittany Greer and a girl that just scored 40 points over 40? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Well, Toronto might be getting a team soon, so we'll see. We'll I, I'd be down to support the Toronto team. I would too. I would go down there. I would make a point of doing it. We'd hype it on the show and away we go. Because uh, the only way, if, if people don't get support for anything, it never goes to the next level anyway. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And here we are. Which leads us, is now that we're talking about hockey, everybody knows what's been going on in the last 48 hours in our country. Well, all of North America, but especially in this country where this season never ends. Yep, training camps uh, officially opened. And uh, the big news at Leafs camp, because this is a Toronto-centric show, let's not forget that. Let's never forget that. I'd like to, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, Cruz, uh, I've been looking into the statistics. When the Leafs play, we get much higher listenership. So, hate to break that to you. Okay, then I'll be nice to the Leafs, okay? <laughs> and it's good business for Shoeys, too. You want to support uh, your friend Serge, why, don't you? I hope, remember last year, I was the one that said if they won the first round, they'd go to the conference finals. I didn't mean to jinx the team, but I wanted you guys to go as far as you could so I could see all of you people feel like Dallas Cowboy fans. That's okay. We went from three postseason wins to five. There so. you go. So there um. you go. <laughs> I just find it interesting that the first thing that we're hearing coming out of camp, we're not even talking about some of the specifics which we're going to deal with in the next few minutes, but Nylander playing center. So yes. what? Well, I mean, I think that's a big deal. In what the, way? The Nylander uh, at center conversation is always – well, first of all, he played. He did play some center before in, in juniors, right? When he was uh, yes. coming up, he, I think he always kind of identified himself as a center. center. Yes, but I think um, part of the whole hubbub about it is like how the Leafs have handled it in the past. And I mean, how they handled it in the past is obviously poorly because it was always like, oh, we'll throw him there, like in an elimination game against Columbus. Like what? Even yeah. though you haven't done it like the rest of the season before. Now it's in training camp. He, he can start working out as a center. If it doesn't work, whatever. Just throw him back to the wing. We know that's uh, an obvious, um, you know, key, like uh, whatever way to get success. Now, but then now you have the the potential here of three super solid elite centers. I agree. Matthews, Nylander, Tavares. I do not throw Tavares on the wing. I think that'd be such a waste. Mm-hmm. You have no, so this way, like, and that this is how you win, like, in the playoffs, really. Well, you know, having what? depth down the middle. Uh, oh, I agree. Now, one of the things we talked off on air, and when I was the one that said about moving Tavares to the wing, and I said, well, what are you worry about? You got Max Domi as your third center. That's not the worst case in the world. However, when the wouldn't lineups, you rather have have him on the wing though? There you go. As we've seen the lineups coming out of yeah. camp, where was Domi on a wing with Nylander, Which I, if this is all hearsay. We don't know what's going to happen by month. This is Sheldon Keefe. He's a coach. He changes by the second. <laughs> Let's get to the chase on that. But the, that, oh. that 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 your theory now makes more sense to me, moving Domi on the wing. Yes. Okay, because then you get you give the line. One of the things about Toronto, and now especially after last year winning one playoffs, and Florida pushing them around, they're going to have to deal with the fact is where's their toughness. Now look at the lines they're going to have. They're going to have Bertuzzi on a line. They're going to have Domi on a line. They're going to have Lafferty on a line. And Ryan Reeves. And Ryan Who's Reeves. not going to play every game, but I mean, like, they're no. going to have the games that he's going to be 
in the lineup, it's going to be very calculated. Oh, Let's be real. 100%. And not only that, if you want to look at it, um, there has to be a, to me, and I'm going to discuss it all season, is that I, I think that you have a regular season and then you have a playoff season. I get it. But there has to be a little bit more from the regular season that gets brought to the playoffs instead of all the playoffs being all of this. Meaning, I know you're a guy that says, when are we going to get fighting at a hockey? And every show that I've heard about in this preseason has talked about what? Oh, fighting. I know. Oh, I know. Toronto. What happened? If you don't have tough defense, <laughs> if you don't have someone to push back, if you don't well, have everyone's already Everyone's already hyping up uh, the... Um, uh, the Slav- uh, my boy. Not uh, not Slavkovsky. Uh, Arbor Jackie. Yeah. Him and Reeves game one. We all know it's going to happen. Pay-per-view. If it doesn't happen, it's going to be a major disappointment. Pay-per-view. Especially from me. Uh, you see, I'm going to be a hypocrite day one, Cruz. Okay, I don't want that, though. <laughs> I want to see if it comes in the flow of the game. I wish you... It's impossible to go back in time. But when I was a kid, like, okay, let's say just before I was 20, I'd be watching a hockey game. And you'll never witness this. Maybe I'm on YouTube, YouTube, and one guy would look at the other guy, and all those guys would jump over the boards, <laughs> and then it would be a melee. And well, the flyers my, changed all that. Oh, thank you. But I mean, then my mom would say, it's getting late. Isn't it time to go to bed? <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, that was even before I was like, you know, very young teenagers, 11 or 12, much longer. But mom, the game's not over. Why is the game so long tonight? How do you explain to your mom? It took them a half an hour to clean up the freaking <laughs> We used to piss me off. Like, if these guys didn't do that, I would have seen the whole game. Had to get the shovels to scrape off the oh, blood. Oh, it was you know? just so stupid. But one of the things I think is significant is the fact that, look at Florida going their way to the finals. Oh, 100%. There you go. And we I don't even need to say the names of the guys that, like, gooned no, it up no, on the we, way there. We no, all know. No, we don't we watch that. the games. I, I think it's hilarious that I'm going to get you a front row seat for that brawl when Toronto plays Montreal. Because we do keep tabs on the Habs. I think that's funny you're the one that brought it up. But... Has anybody not said that in your travels through the internet or on TV? Everyone's been saying that. Everyone's been saying that. You know, and I mean, and that's what I'm saying is I don't, I I don't want, I'm like, I got, I got to finish a little vid. I will get done. We'll do it before the season starts, but I'm not all about that. The reason I want to, don't want to take fighting out of the hockey and I agree should be toughness is I still believe in the frontier justice aspect of the game. Even though I think, let's be real, that should be the referee's job. Especially where fighting is involved, that could get dangerous. Agreed. Where like where it becomes in the players' hands. But I mean, you look at this Leafs lineup. Underrated fact is just how many guys in there will punch you now. Bertuzzi. Oh yeah. Domi. Yes. Lafferty. Lafferty. Yes. Reeves. Reeves. Riley's not fading no, afraid no, to drop no, the gloves. No, no. Jake McCabe will drop, drop the, the gloves. There you go. So I I, I mean. It's weird, but it's a necessary element because what happens is you can't forget the fact that hockey is a high-speed game played at violent levels. Yeah, there's an intimidation factor there for sure. You know what I mean? Not uh, quite football levels, but I mean, not, you know, they're, they're cousins in that respect, right? Oh, very much so. Like, I mean, do you ever hear, like, um, NFL players, Boomer Esiason, took those guys down mm-hmm. to the ice level, and those guys said, football players are saying, these hockey players are nuts. What was it? There was the the statistic that came out a few weeks ago where it's like NHL hits are like, I forgot how much more powerful oh. than NFL hits, despite oh. the players being like, you know, a fraction of uh, of the weight, you know, like a percentage. Physics yeah. is a bitch. <laughs> okay. And when you get inertia, gravity, and energy, just let me know. Last Saturday night, I Momentum, can tell you that, all that. that shit is not really, really good. There's, um, 
that's what I'm saying. I, I we don't want to take it that far. It's more about what, what what intrigues me, or not necessarily intrigues me, is the amount of talking about all of these elements that are going on, and it's the first day of training camp, which tells you the intensity of the belief in hockey mm-hmm. in this country and in the markets in Detroit, Chicago. They they're lined up to see Bedard, and the guy. Oh uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Which I think is kind of cool. I mean, it's the first thing this team is, or the, those fans have been excited about since like. What, when they panicked after uh, a playoff loss to Nashville and blew it all up? Yeah, you got Team's never that. been the same since. No. I've said that time and time again. Trading Chalmerson and oh, um, Panarin. Oh, that oh, was just a disaster. The Panarin ones there is just, I, I, I still don't get what they were doing there. But in any event, the um, it, it just adds a layer to excitement to just know that um, why hockey is so important in our country. Yep. And we are a winter country. And we've got a lot of people out here that are, are like I have people talk to, have talked to me. What are you going to say about the Leafs this year? How are your Habs going to do? But I'm going to let everybody know we're going to do a huge pre-hockey oh, we show. we have to. Oh, 100%. It'll be dedicated to hockey. And not only that, we're going to do a complete roundup of what we believe all the Canadian teams should do because we would be nothing if we didn't. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep, but uh, we do keep... Tabs on the Habs. Yes. Uh, Habs are actually making what I thought was a pretty good trade this week. They got Tanner Love Pearson it. and a 2025 third round pick for Casey DeSmith. Obviously, we know that uh, the Tanner Pearson Vancouver relationship was tarnished. Yeah, it was just in like nothing was going to save that. Uh, he what got surgery, got infected. He was uh, medical ar- staff arguments. Yeah, I've arguably set back his career. You oh, know, they might time. not be the same, unfortunately, the- but. Um, Vancouver actually hired a new medical staff after that. They didn't well, know that, that until that, today. That, that's interesting. One day we should talk about medical staffs because how much they're in cahoots with the team and they're not is a big question. I've mm-hmm. heard that in the NFL because guys just leave. I'm not playing for this oh, well, team Tua anymore. Oh, last year. That there was a go. big debate. Okay, that. And uh, there's a couple other baseball players I talked about. The Eichel situation in Buffalo when he left mm-hmm. town. Oh, oh, boy. You know like, what I'm saying? Like th- th- These are serious issues because what people understand is your hockey career is only about – 15 minutes if your life is freaking 80 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that could be the difference between staying, going, your health for the rest of your life, etc. So, um, yeah, but I, I, one of the things that I really like about the trade is that we've now taken a chance on three players. The guy from Ed, uh, um, Colorado, this Peterson guy, and last year when we got Doc. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing that, that someone said to me, and I'm, it made me cringe, but what do you think about this? Doc was a revelation. He's going to be a top six um, forward on our team this year. Yeah. And everyone said, I'm not, I should know this as a Hab fan, the guy that we got from uh, Colorado, off the top of my head, let me get my book out. I'll I still think you guys overpaid for that one. Okay, but in any event, they're saying, can you get lightning in a bag twice? Like, if this guy suddenly blossoms like, a, um, like uh, Doc did. But then I heard this little caveat, which I thought... New Hook is the guy you're yeah, talking New about. Hook, yeah, New Hook, exactly. Okay, now here's the deal is they said, can you catch lightning in a bottle? Can that happen twice? The Vancouver guy is going to be completely different because of, we just discussed the injury problems, the, the medical staff. And that well, point. he's not going to be – like he's a – if he's lucky, he's going to be a second-line guy. Yeah. I think it's he's more a, like he's going to be on your third line. He's a proven talent that's going to have to prove he's still got talent. Is that he's 31, way? though. That's what Consider I'm saying. That. He's a proven talent yeah. that still has to prove he's got talent. But one of the things I heard which was very interesting is that perhaps maybe that we got docked because um, – Chicago is clearing the plate for uh, Connor Bedard. I mean, that's that that makes a lot of sense because yeah, think it, about it. I went because mm, why would you give away? Because like he's appeared to be, but then again, Chicago was in such a mess there. Yeah, and I mean, you guys gave uh, 
a first and a third round pick. So Chicago, like again, everything's just about the future. I think Chicago could afford to kind of you know well, kick I the think can that, down the road. Which, well, uh, what I did is I put them in a better lottery position because why have sure. players that quantity on their team and whatever? But um, good luck to Connor Bedard. Welcome him to the league. Does he score forty goals? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. How many 30. points? Eighty-five. Uh, let's see him in training camp. Who's he's playing with? Like if he's playing with me or you, it's well, I think. Well, they got Taylor Hall, so I'm assuming he's going to be on his left wing. Oh, he's got it. And be. then they got guys like Felino and Corey Perry. Oh yeah. I think oh, yeah. I think that right wing is kind of going to be a rotating uh, cast of characters, mostly guys that can probably punch you in the face. I was just going to say, isn't that interesting? We had yeah. that discussion about the statement and what did Chicago do? Yeah. Bring in a bunch of guys that you don't touch our boy. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Smart move. I do too. And like I said, once again, I thought I can't wait to hear this when you're you're already looking for the fight. You're already lined up to watch that. Well, I mean, the Atlantic Division. That's hilarious. Not to drag this conversation back to the knuckle draggers. But but I think it's funny because I'm going, (laughs) I hope they don't. And you're going, I want to see it. But every division, look at the Atlantic Division now. Everyone in there has got a guy, guy, just got like a big old fashioned goon. Who's the guy in Detroit? They got a guy that you don't want to cross his path either. And I think that he skates a little bit slower than me. You know what I mean? Like that kind of deal. Getting Ryan Reeves minutes there. Yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, but like you said, it's back to the frontier justice. But when you take that yeah. full circle about all the things that go on and all hockey does and what goes on in the dressing room and the trust and the um, and how you deal with it. I'm sorry, buddy. got to take a deep breath. In any event, one of the things that we'd have to bring up is um, I don't know how to bridge this subject properly but there's an old school and a new school. And I'm a guy that preaches old school with the best of them. You know that, right? Yep. However, I am glad to see that there is an old school coach that's going to be leaving town that never gets back in the circle as long as he lives. And you know who we're talking about. Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit last week. Yes. Uh, Mike Babcock. My God. Stepped down before he even played or coached a single Blue Jackets game. Now, what he did was this. He called his lawyer and said, what's the buyout fee? Get me out of here quick because they're going to kill me. Because he's a scumbag. Yeah. That's, like, he, he crossed scumbag lines. Oh, 100%. Like, there was another story that came out where he invited uh, either a young player or a rookie over for lunch, takes his phone for several minutes, and then gives it back to him, says bye, doesn't even serve him lunch. That is, okay, That that's a litany of Babcock stupidity, okay? Now, I want to say this Psychopath. About, oh, worse than that, this is this is neurotic behavior when it comes to this, okay? We've had some coaches over the years, the Torts, the Keenans, like Bowman. Let's go back to Scotty Bowman. I don't know anybody that liked that guy. And Montreal won the a lot of Stanley but they respected him. Some of his, the same guys in a couple NFL coaches are like that too. But what I'm saying is they were old school in their tactics to get you to the ice. They were tactics on how you were supposed to carry yourself mm-hmm. as a player. They didn't care if you had naked girls on your phone. Yep. You know what I mean? That's, same like Tortorella. Oh, yeah. Like, like this is just crazy. Like, I, I mean, like, will Babstock get to the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm starting not to think so either because, as we know, the Hockey Hall of Fame, it's really a boys' club. And I mean, it, it, and he, I think he's burnt a lot of bridges in that boys' club. I think that really does is he's crossed lines to make it uncomfortable for a lot of people that want to get into the coaching business. And that when you ask a guy something like that, they're going to say, is that a Mike Babcock question? Yeah. And I mean, you know, you, yeah. I don't think any other coaches would go there. I've never heard of anything this insane in my life. No. You know? But I mean, the real thing is, like, who in Columbus. Like it's it's not just about him. Like it's about the guys who hired him. Obviously, right? It's um, did I'm, not I'm, like, vet the, him. Prop, yeah, 
Uh, Kekalainen. Yeah, Kekalainen, yeah. John Davidson. Oh, John Davidson. Do you see him at the press conference? Oh, well, he... Oh, he was, uh, he was... He didn't release a statement at first, which I found curious. Well, then when he went yeah. to the press conference, you ever see the old Fred Flintstone cartoons? His Fred is trying to tell the truth. He keeps getting smaller oh, and smaller. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, When I was watching John Davidson, I was watching John Davidson, I go, look, he's shrinking right in front <laughs> of me. Oh, my God. Now, the funny thing is, if you go back to the interview, or like whatever, the press conference when they hired him, they're just talking to like their buddies or like Mike's buddies. Oh, oh it's King or like Rick Nash or like he, oh. he coached him at the Olympics. That's not the same. Oh. It's not the same. It's just like it's like the definition of confirmation bias. Oh, you're getting what you want to hear. Oh, not go. Did they talk to you know Mitch Marner? Did they talk nope. to Johan Franzen, nope. Chris Chelios, nope. Mike Medano. No. Oh, I want to say this about Babcock, and I want to have a huge shout out. They weren't my favorite players. But what Mike Babcock has done to Jason Spezza and Mike Modano. Modano's the worst. Oh, uh, if you want to explain to fans exactly yeah. what went on there, so I'll the, explain the Spezza one. You explain the, the Modano so one. So the Modano one, he signed with Detroit his final season. He's a Michigan boy. Yes. Played his entire career with the Minnesota-Dallas franchise up to that point. Yes. Went to, went to school in Michigan. Played yep. hockey in Michigan. I knew that, yeah. Yep. So he has 41 games, I believe. To get to 1,500. To put that in perspective, I believe it's only 16 players have gotten to 1,500. Less than 20. Yes. Not even Gretzky. He got oh. like he got like 13 away or something. So this is like the kind of uh, the, the, the company that you're in. Babcock, this asshole, calculates it so he plays him only 40 games the season. Finishes at 1,499. Scumbag. That's just lower. Why is it? Because I'm convinced it's he did that because Medano's American. I'm not going to not denying that anyway. I don't know what I don't know now that we see the look at how Babcock operates. There's yeah. a lot of things that he did at times that we don't understand, but now we know that's scumbagish. Oh, he actively fucks with players on the way in and on the, the way, way out. out. And you know what's even worse? Like when I heard the Spezza one, Spezza's going around the dressing room and everyone knew it was that big night for him it was a birthday night or whatever. First he, game in Toronto, it invites like a bunch of family. 40 to the game. fans, all the guys are helping him out with the tickets and stuff because they don't want this to be like Spezza. I mean, not that he didn't have the money, but everyone, every, like the camaraderie of hockey players here, yeah. take my two. Yeah. Hey, take my two. This is going to be a big night. You were a kid growing up in well, Toronto. I mean, Spezza still got paid for those. Let's be okay, real. Okay, well, whatever the case may be. But <laughs> Which makes it even worse. But he's, he's getting all this stuff together. And what was it? The pregame skate? Yeah, Babcock scratches him. At the pregame skate. Like, why didn't you tell him you're not playing tonight the day before? That's just what just I... Just a call. douche. Oh, next level douche, which brings me to think this. Also, there's the Chelios one. Oh, yeah, so that's... that I, The outdoor game that uh, Ken Holland oh, had to, yeah. like, beg him to play him in there. Plays him out there, Chelios out there for the first shift. After that, Chelsea's like, well, I'm not playing again. So he has, like, family, like, feeding him beers on the uh, bench. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, like, Chicago takes a penalty at the end of the game. Bab's like, well, I'll kill his penalty. He's like, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't play. I shouldn't be laughing, but that I'm is, sorry. I, that, I gotta... is, that is funny. But in any event, um, I really believe that, I, like, I thought Scotty Bowman was a good coach. I think Torts is a good coach. There's a few other guys. I don't know. Toe Blake invented it. We, we all know hardcore. <laughs> we all know old school. But there's a drawing of the line where in this day and age where social justice engineering is good, bad, and ugly in our society, but there's a lot of sense of righteous sensibility out there that should never be denied. And Mike Babcock crossed, didn't jump over the line. No, he Carl Lewis yeah. long jumped over <laughs> this line. So in my opinion, I used to respect the man. 
And I think that he may be one of the greater hockey minds that Canada has. Remember, he's been at the biggest, some of the biggest games in the history of our country. But that can't deny the fact that what no. you do to other human beings on that level cannot be accepted. We at the house that happens say, this is our last discussion about Mike Babcock unless we continue to uh, kick him in the balls. Well, about that, I think, so there's some stuff coming out about uh, his antics at the University of Saskatchewan and uh, <laughs> there was yes. another University of Denver. What did Dakota. He Dakota? Yeah, North, North Dakota? Dakota. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, By the way, good. nicest dressing room in, like, all of hockey, professional or otherwise. I don't oh, know yeah, if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, Just yeah, beautiful. Because Saskatchewan and North Dakota are borders. Yeah. So John Jonathan Tay's uh, alumni of that pro- I believe Ed Belfort, too. Yeah. Um, Ed Bell, yeah. Um, but some stuff is starting to come out about his antics in those places. I believe within the next couple months, we'll get a nice expose that about mean, that you know what they really should do? They should go back, especially John Davidson now, who shrunk like Fred Flintstone. They should oh. take all the clips that they did in hiring Babcock, <laughs> put it all together in a montage to say, this is what you don't do when you hire a scumbag. But they should have went to Shanahan first because my first red... Marner's f- agent. There's oh, a number of guys you, know, you could have gone to. When we did mention this on one of the shows, which we went, hmm, isn't this interesting? Shanahan did not release him to the day of that contract. Oh, we know what that uh, was. That was an FU. A good one. But, I mean, I didn't realize the severity of it. When I ever see Brendan Shanahan, which is a good chance we could cross him in Mimico, I'm going to shake his hand and say, okay, you you, you covered or got rid of that. You did good, and you're ending with Mike Babcock. You know what I mean? Like, you hired him for this reason. And, and basically what he did is he, he uh, I'm not saying he shamed Shanny, but he jacked Shanny over. No if, then, or buts about it. And I, you know what? Another thing in Toronto, don't be dragging Brendan Shanahan's dick in the dirt because that man wants to win as badly as any fan in this city. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. He's a Mimico boy. I mean, he's going to be hammered in the streets that night when Toronto wins the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Trust me, that's just the way it's going to be, you know? Of course. Um, a few more things to get to in hockey here. So Stamkos hasn't had a contract extension talk with the Lightning. Oh. And then um, Julian Brisebois comes back with, well, we got to get more information. Okay. Yikes. I, what, what, what has – can we – you know, and I was, I'm going to do that this week. Because I'm going to go through our episodes and episodes where I said shit so I can reference them. Mr. Milani, did I ever suggest to you the fact that Steve Stamkos could play in Toronto? Have I ever... You, you, you have said that. More than once? Now, I, I will say this does uh, make the odds better in your favor. I it had to But come. I would still not bet on that. I'm taking the field. I'm taking Stamkos. I'm going to tell you why. Taking him in Toronto. You mean. Take him in Toronto. If he's not signed by Christmas, he'll be in Toronto at the trade deadline. Last time, though, it came down to what? He'll three, take the four days. Contract. Three, he, but hold on. It came down to three, four days before he was going to hit free agency before he signed back with Tampa. Which was a smart move they made because they tried to hang those injuries. Remember those weird injuries got early in his career and he missed some time? Uh, yes. Because his last contract was only five years. It wasn't eight. No, it was an eight-year deal. It was the max. Okay, was that? okay, but the whole thing was Tampa, that whole time, they were like 8 by 8.5. The whole negotiation. I remember. And then he goes to whatever. He didn't go to free agent, but you got to the point where you get the meetings, you know, meets with Toronto. He was apparently uncomfortable with 
with that meeting. Uh, that, Dude, that the right people weren't in the room at the time. If probably Shani not. was in the room, we would have got that done. Shani was. Was he? That was in the uh, beginning, right? Was yes, he? yes. I think they... I think the Leafs over, overplayed their hand. I think that uh, that his dad, who's a businessman, said, you're too young. Stay in Florida. The tax. I heard Odox Even though that, amazing- that's, that's a little bit of an overblown situation. Oh, I don't know. Over eight yeah, years but that Hold on, money? hold on, though. Because like, you're paid on uh, based on like where you play your game. So if you're paying ga- your game, in, uh, even the away games, if you're playing your away games in Florida, you get the Florida tax. If In California, you get you know, that Got tax. Got you, right? but when you get to the end of the year and you see the tax man and your residence says... Tampa Bay, Florida, you don't pay the rest of that tax. If you say Etobicoke, Ontario, oh, we got a tax bill. So over an eight-year span, that kind of money, you do, it's worth more to stay there. Yeah, oh, but like with, way, with Toronto, he would have gotten, like his endorsements would have gotten Oh, I roof. think it would have been higher too. But he does get, and he's on billboards still down in Florida. Yeah, but like they, that was part, I think that was probably part of the pitch that he was uncomfortable with, that like he was going to be like, the face of Toronto. Oh, no, he didn't want that. He yeah, I think that, that was the part. Guy. Yeah, there was like all of a sudden, like all the Canadian tires Tavares and sport checks. Fuck that too. You notice Tavares isn't in a lot of commercials. Yeah, he's not that guy either. But I'm just saying. That well, I think I, the Leafs learned from that. Yeah, going that, into the Tavares negotiations, yeah, he, I bet. Yeah, like you know, don't feed him cotton candy when the guy's a diabetic. Exactly. <laughs> That's just kind of ridiculous. The bottom line is I would love to see Stamkos in Toronto. I've loved Stamkos since he came into the league. I'll be honest with you. I wish you knew him back then. He was, I think it was because I said, look at this guy. This guy looks like a freaking matinee idol. And then can I, I don't know, I'm not going to be bad if I say this. Then I seen his mom in the crowd one night, and I said, oh, that's why he looks like a matinee idol. Oh, she's a... Smoke show? Oh, 100%. 100%. I couldn't be like, where are they flashing in this girl in the crowd? Oh, that's his mom. Okay, sorry. I mean, I just. You could say that. Oh, I I was. MILFs are in these days. Oh, they definitely are. And I took a look. I just said, wow, that's a good look. Why are they flying? And then when you see him, Stamkos looks like mom in a weird kind of way. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what we're bringing up. I'm just going to, okay, between Andrew and I, we're going to have a beer. If if this conversation goes on, because I'm going to think he's going to take a Giroux contract. I think it's going to eliminate some salary cap issues with Tampa Bay because is this the next level they can win with? And you're the one that says, if you're not paying attention to your salary cap, Mm -hmm. then you're not paying attention to your team. 100%. So I'm thinking that Stamkos now who's turning 32, correct? 30, no, he's older. Is he older? 30, I believe he's going to be 34 in so, the new year. Oh, so by June 1st, he'll be 34? Yeah. He'll be in Toronto with a Giroux contract or less. However, wow. it's going to be hard to turn down that. No, I, I really, like, I want to just say, like, you watch a lot of shows and, and you take notes and who says what, but I want to just uh, shout out to Jeff O'Neill, O-Dog, because He's one of the most real guys in Canada when he says, nah, 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 nah. And he adds up the little frivolous things that the average person doesn't talk about, like mm. weather, tea times in February, um, the beach, um, like little things that you, because we're, we're living here our whole lives. We don't go other places. Right. You know, we're ready for the four seasons and all that. When you add up those factors, I call it the Marcel Dion factor. You know, oh, I went from Detroit to L.A. And we never seen him again. Yeah. That amazing. Who talks about Marcel Dion? No, Probably more people the, should. Oh, they, yeah, one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Let's cut to the chase on that. It's just that he decided, when he got to La, La Land, I mean, he was doing, <laughs> he, he got to go to see, like, the Sonny and Cher show, and he'd go to movie sets, and, you know, you forget about hockey sometimes when you're like that, especially when you're French, but that's another story. Do you know he's uh, Snoop Dogg's favorite hockey player? I heard that. Yeah, yeah was it yeah was it Snoop Dogg's? Yeah, because when he first yeah. looked, because he only looked over because he thought it was cool they were in Laker colors. <laughs> and then they switched, you know what I mean, which is another story. But I do think that Stamkos uh, will come to Toronto. Stevie, come on here, and if you don't, I'll pick you up at the airport. We'll go to the Bell Centre. 
<laughs> just saying. I'm not like I. What about uh, Florida? Florida has a lot of money coming off the books. You could just. Uh, oh, then I slide over south. there. But they're they're on a more of a they're on a more like they got guys that they got to shift out the field. They're they're younger guys. You no, but they I'm have saying? a lot of cap space coming up uh, this next season. I believe Jeff Merrick brought that up. Okay, then. Yeah, I was listening it. to their podcast on the way in. Oh, okay. Then perhaps maybe that is. Is there anything else you want to bring up for hockey before I bring a couple of things? Because I got a couple of things. A couple I quick notes on okay. some more captains being named. Braden Shen being named captain of the St. Louis Blues. Sounds good to me. I know the one you're bringing up now. And we're talking the rat himself, oh. Brad Marchand. And the most predictable decision ever is now the captain of the Boston Bruins. I had a little thing come up on the line the other day that someone said how much they despise the word hate. Can I reiterate one more time to teach these people properly how to hate? I'm going to say it one more time. It's going to be a theme of this this place. I hate pedophiles, I hate terrorists, and I hate the Boston Bruins. And one of the reasons I hate the Boston Bruins is because of that rat. Now, he's going to be captain. What happens when he runs to the referee? What's the referee going to look at this guy? What are they going to say? Vermin? <laughs> Rodent? What? Come on. I think it's a bad choice. I think they're giving it to him for, for service. And we're going to do this on our preview show. I say the Boston Bruins finally are good. This is going to be their fallback year. Yeah, but they're still going to be a wild card team. We agreed on that. Okay, they'll be a wild yeah. card, but they ain't going to do nothing this year. It's time for them to do the whatever. But Marshawn, I think he's only getting it because why? You said he's the face of that team. He should be captain. That's why they look like rats. That's why I hate them. So Easy. who do you who do you name him? If you're a coach of the Boston Bruins, McAvoy. I thought that would have been the better choice, but I don't think he had his time in. I thought McAvoy. I think he's going to be the next captain. He's young enough to be. But I thought it was B. But, I mean, you know why Marshawn was in the pecking order. Come on. Whatever I'm saying, I'm just saying this because. We knew it was going to go Chara, Bergeron. Bergeron. We probably thought we'd have more time as Bergeron because we didn't think Chara was going to play till he was, you know, 69 or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then Marshawn. Yeah. That, that, that was the narrative. Bergeron's still playing, though, right? Retired. Oh, yeah, just retired, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you know, sometimes it must be hard to retire, but that much time on the ice, that much time on your body. They want to golf when they're sixty. So perhaps Bergeron was in the league for thirty or twenty that's, years. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's missed this season because of a lot. But he even then, I think he still went to go play in Europe. Yeah. Both lockouts. So and I think he's got one of those game things like Madano almost. He didn't quite get there, but he's got like thirteen, fourteen hundred games in his twenty years. You should check Bergeron? that. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think he might be at fifteen hundred because he didn't miss many games. No, no, no. He was a stalwart all the time. Anything else you got to say about hockey before I got a couple things left about hockey? Uh, yeah, let's make it quick because we've already yes. spent way too much time. Uh, I just want to note that Trevor Zegras and Jamie Drysdale, both out without contracts for the Anaheim Ducks, if this was any other market, this would be huge news. Mega news. That's one of the two points I brought up, so that's quickly. I want to say I want to make a point of pointing out that when January comes, we're going to have the weirdest time before the trade deadline we've ever seen because you got all these guys in a flat cap year. Mm-hmm. Batman's not going to say how far the cap's going to go, and then the dance is going to begin because these guys are going to be unsigned. <laughs> so just think of all the mayhem that could be gone. Nylander could be one of them. When you think about it, I mean, Nylander yeah, could uh, be one of them. Could be. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So this, I'm glad you brought this up because that was one of the two things I want to brought up. Then we'll bring up one other thing and then we'll continue. But I'm saying, don't you think it's going to be a little interesting? Because they didn't raise the cap. A lot of guys are bought. Now they're going to be those in-between guys like uh, Stamkos and the two guys you mentioned. And some of these guys are really good. And some of them guys are really young, but they're not signed. Yeah. So someone's got to sign them. Don't you agree? I think it's going to be a wild, wild west show about February. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's all about, like, once we know 
where Patrick Kane's uh, going? I was gonna say where the Caps going. Okay, that, well they're not. Well, it's not gonna let us know. I, That's I, what I, 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 say. I already know how this Patrick Kane thing is gonna turn out. I think he signs like a one I heard year. He's hanging out in Woodbridge. <laughs> I am sure he is. A one year, one mil deal. That's uh, probably bonus laden. Oh, hundred yeah. percent incentive laden. But he's been in Toronto since June. So and I heard he spends a lot of time with the M&M boys. You know who they are? Uh, Matthews and Marner. I, He's uh, not coming here. I wouldn't want him He's going to Buffalo. Anyway. I Buffalo, got, I, there's a lot of chatter about Buffalo. Detroit, but I don't think Detroit's going to be good enough. No, I think Buffalo is too, but I, they're going to make the thing. I got one more thing about Toronto. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this again when, the, um, when we do our NHL preview. How many players on the, on the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to score 100 points this year? Oh, it's going to be like two at most. Interesting. So yeah. multiplayer is going to have two. You don't have to name at anyone. most. That's um, I said. okay. I just yeah. we're going to move on, but we um, I want you to keep that in mind when we have the NHL preview show. How many Toronto Maple Leafs? Because in my opinion, they should be one of the highest scoring teams in the league again. Correct? I think they will be. Well, I I I don't think I can think of five teams that could score more than them, mm-hmm. which would make it an interesting thing. How many teams have multi hundred? Point players besides the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> okay, maybe it? Colorado if. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. McK- McKinnon and Ranton are healthy. Yep, I think so too. I, I big shout out to Gabriel Landestock. Yes, big big shout out. Sorry, buddy. We hate to hear about shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's really really sad. But in anyways, that's enough hockey talk. Considering all the time that we've been out here doing all this thing, I think what we should be dealing with next is one more shout out. Can I say this? Anybody want on board the Logan Mayu bandwagon? I have some room. Because we keep tabs on the Habs. Oh, that hurts, bro. But uh, speaking of bandwagons and one that uh, you're not welcoming, but you're instead knocking people off, kicking them off, uh, stopping on their hands on the way up. The Detroit Lions lose. Uh... Wait, 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 you know what? I was just starting to enjoy myself. <laughs> Okay, did you hear the, did you, did you feel the violence? First of all, I'm sitting there after an accident. I can't move very well. I'm just getting back from the hospital. I can't throw things, but I was angry. <laughs> I was very angry. Can I say something about that really quick? Dan Campbell, you're my boy. I love everything about you. I want to really shout out to Mr. Milani for understanding his pre-game ritual. I'm, I'm ordering ostrich eggs, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Alpha predator protein. Why didn't you punt at that one play? Uh, Two turnovers. So we had two turnovers and a punt. That was the game. I do think we have to still shore up in our our defense because I thought we looked a little better against Kansas City, but then they didn't have um, um, Kelsey in the slot, which could have made a difference. Mm -hmm. But I thought our defense failed us a few times, even though Seattle now is going to be proving they have a good O-line. Yes. But the Detroit Lions, you can't be doing this now. We're in a weak division. We're in a, it's a division weak... you guys should win, frankly. I'm I'm starting to believe that. So what we're going to say is what the Detroit Lions did, I was delirious and I put them in my survivor pool. So guess what? Oh. Yeah, my balls are sore too. Wouldn't have been my choice, but No, it wasn't. Uh, I just had I had to do it at the last minute. I wasn't thinking straight. I was in a Detroit Lions thing with my logo <laughs> on the table and the game turned up and uh, not breathing well, and I just got stupid. Well, I guess misery loves company because oh. my game, my team also choked it up big time, but on prime time. Oh, but you know, we, I, I hope you're, you guys get through. You know what I mean? I'm starting Ugh. to. First of all, was we're going to go through this football thing. We're going to try to take a little bit of look at the divisions along the way. And one of the things I think we should come up here with, buddy, is the fact that 
you can't decide what teams are going to do after pre like remember i said preseason we're all talking shit i said we can't i said we should revisit this after game four which is what we're going to do okay because one of the things that you've said to me and i can we please establish how much hate there is in the house for this team but miami is a fraudulent team oh my god my buddy said that well look at let's look at their wins they barely get past the chargers who are fraudulent themselves okay, but that was in san diego la i mean la yeah okay, what, and yeah but la doesn't have fans okay so they got no team it's, but anyway, it's probably, it was probably more dolphins fans there okay. if I had to bet. and where did they play the second game New England. England. So that's two games on the road with which they won. One was a division game. Uh, the the Dolphins didn't win that. The Patriots lost that game. Let's be yeah, that real. That was a weird game. In, but i got to uh, say this much. Painful is the word I would use. I'm going to give Mr. Bill Belichick credit because his defense is still. Like everybody couldn't stop freaking blowing Miami. And this is the greatest offense since freaking Joe Montana and the West Coast shit. And... They basically took uh, Tariq Hill out of the game, which yep. is a Belichick masterpiece move. But I just think that with the problem with New England is they don't have that breakout guy. Yeah, there's no real like big playmaker on no, offense. No, no, and, and and Mac Jones needs to take that extra level. Yeah. That's the whole thing because the, like he's, you know what? I, I'll give him credit. He's better than I thought he would be. This oh yeah, year. yeah, he's solid. Obviously, he's. But you're still missing a little bit. You need, you need not a, even like you need uh, a wide out. You need a wide yeah. out. You need that guy that you're going to say, oh, my God, isn't he just amazing? You know what I mean? So, but, like, that, that's kind of the problem, though, because, like, Belichick has never been able to draft that guy. The only time you Gronk, guys, that was it. No, he, he always has to trade. He got Welker in a trade. Yeah. Randy Moss well, picked up in a trade. Well, Gronk we drafted, though. He's the oh, exception. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, dra- you drafted him in famous uh, what was the other guy beside him that oh the murderer the murderer (laughs) the murderer i had them in my fantasy back in the day kid and man was i looking like a star oh and they showed up they were unbelievable beast mode man but here was the 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 remember this for all you fantasy fans i'm loaded up like that and i'm looking like a million dollars and we played till week 17 and guess what belichick did sat everybody down and i lost in the finals Oh, you guys played to week seventeen. Yes, like, we do. Oh, we're, that's we're men, we're men in our league, and I, I will not change. I have whatever. another word from that, but in in respect <laughs> to you and your physical condition, I'll uh, I'll keep that uh, silent. Thank you very much. Okay, we just want to take a run around the divisions and then talk about a few surprises in the league, but we might as well start with the NFC, where we're going to have to broach this subject, which everywhere in America they do it. And I'm getting more sick of it by the second is the goddamn Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Oh, come on. You know what? You're down, a, you're down a star corner now, but I mean. That's a sin. We don't want anyone to get injured. We're going to talk about injuries in a bit, but uh, uh, speedy recovery to Tr- Trayvon Diggs. Absolutely. Okay, and can I shout out to Aaron Rodgers? I hope you feel better too because I wasn't here in the last show mm-hmm. since you've been injured. But Aaron, uh, I hope you're doing Athabasca. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is something I haven't done. Probably never will. And a speedy recovery. But uh, the Cowboys, the thing about the Cowboys, have they played anybody any good, really? Because sometimes you got to look at their record. Remember, Dallas is 2-0, no. but so is so is Tampa Bay. So is the New Orleans Saints. And so is the Atlanta Falcons. They're all 2-0, which makes well, them as good as anybody record. You are what your record says you are. And, I mean, they're playing Arizona this week, which they should be 3-0 coming out of this game. Yes, they all easily. I put them on my 16 parlay that's going in. 
even with the point spreads at 10 and a half, that should be a beating of a lifetime. The real big test for them is week five going into San Francisco. That oh, game is going to be dynamite. Sunday nighter. I'm I'm so looking forward to that. There's actually a whole bunch of, uh, is it week five? Yep. Did they flex that game there yet? It's it's scheduled for Sunday night. It says that on the score. Oh, that's even better. Yep. I, and they're not no, going to change that. I think that's week five. I think that's week four. No, week five. How come I got week five here? It doesn't say that. Where is it? Dallas at Philly? Dallas at San Francisco. Oh, Dallas at San Francisco. Right, right, right. Yeah. I thought it was Dallas at Philly. No, because next week they yeah. host a New England. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a, a barn burner. In any event, there's no... I, I'm, I'm finding it interesting because you look in that division there, there's actually three teams that are 3-0. and 2-0. Oh. Two and zero, by the way, and that's including the Washington Commanders. I have to commend for what they're doing and Eric Bieniemy for keeping that offense above board. Yes, not that, not that Washington did, was any bit great, kill any great team either. But you play who's in front of you, and then you win. Is not how it's supposed to work? Yeah, and I mean Sam Howell has been oh better than expected because <laughs> he's got a great offensive coordinator. Is not how it works. You but, got. Uh... Good wide receiver there and Terry McLaurin for him to work with. I think that guy's the most underrated wide receiver in the year, but we'll get back to that. It's interesting. The NFC has got three teams that are... NFC East. NFC East got three teams that are 2-0 and and one that is 1-2, and and I don't think the Giants are going to get up. I think that they, they, they're they going to be like the Chicago. You have that year you make the playoffs, and then the next year you... Uh, they, you you're not as good. You get that tougher schedule and you fall back. Yeah, they need their... I mean, if you, you already got to start thinking off season, and if you're them, you got to rebuild that offensive line, yep. especially in the draft. I think no, I think it's going to be okay because they got the guys who are just so young. Did you see they were going up against San Francisco? The combined like one guy on the San Francisco line had played more guys on the on San Francisco's defensive line. Yeah, one of the players had started more games than the combination of all the guys on yeah. Giants but, line. but I mean, the Giants had a weak O line this year. It's looking like a pattern. No, they should. You're right. Maybe they should draft better. I don't think they're going anywhere because they they got destroyed by Dallas's Ugh. front line and, that and, week one game. And, and then they stole the game two from a team's that shit. Yep. And then they got beat up by one of the best teams in the majors. But can I see this right now? We might as well move to the NFC East because uh, NFC West because I think that's going to be the most interesting division of the year. First of all, they're saying that San Francisco is going to be the best team in football. I'm, predict- I'm saying that. I'm predicting that Brock. Purdy will not will will show that he's not the man in the end. You heard it here first. Okay. The gospel according to Cruz, he's too small. He's not accurate enough. You've seen it last night in the game. He missed three or four guys wide open, and then how many passes got batted down? Because everyone's starting to go there. They're putting their hand up. Do you notice the game last night? He had about yep. three batted down, didn't he? Because people have watching the film. He's got he does that little play where he one direction and he throws in that zone. The defensive lineman, just one guy was moving this way, stuck out his line. Just he just must have been watching film because he deflected that ball. Now I'm saying I know, the way that team's going though, I think you could throw anyone, almost anyone there, quarterback. But you always have the guy to get you over the top. And I'm not sure that I'm loving the, Brock Purdy. The, the Ravens won with two. Barry and uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco looked as good as Brock, Brock uh, Purdy at the time. Uh, the problem with Brock exactly. Purdy is his size. Nothing else but his size. Not his, not his, because um, uh, you know where he played in college, he broke records. The guy can see the field. He, he's mobile. He's got, he doesn't have a rocket arm. He's got a good arm. He's not 100% accurate. He's pretty accurate, which is okay in the Mike Shanahan defense because he go. does those routes and things. But what about if they get behind and he has to air it out? 
the hopeful is is that they're going to have to not get behind so that he can always be a front runner. But even then, I mean, he has so many weapons on offense. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Unless the injuries affect you, that's killing this league this year. Ayuk, look at the well, killer we'll in week one. He didn't even play last night already, and that's week three. But I'm going to tell you my surprise team. they still team. killed them. I'm going to tell you my surprise team. I'm going to tell you about it. Where is my surprise team in the league? Big shout out to Matthew Stafford today from the house that happens, me, my former guy. They battled San Francisco pretty tough last yeah, week. Yeah, they played them well. Played them very well. What do you think about McVay kicking the field goal to, 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 to screw up the spread? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I was on the backdoor cover. I was good with that. You know what I'm saying? I thought that um, Seattle stole the game from Detroit last week, but I think Pete Carroll is proving that he's a damn good coach because that team can play some defense. Us in Detroit, we can score. Yep. But we at times he, he had some configurations that screwed us up. Uh, we got to pick. They got to pick six out of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we we threw the game away. But I'm still going to say we do know that it looks like San Francisco's a class of that division, yep. no doubt. And uh, with Arizona, I stick by my take earlier. If you're in a survivor pool, follow just fade then. Good call. I'm saying it too. I really feel sorry for this Dobbs kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're just like they they're just feeding you the lines, but the kid's running his ass off. See what they can do. Which brings us to my division. Where I'm saying this could be the most lukewarm division in football. I hate to say it. The Chicago Bears are going to compete with Arizona as one of the worst teams in football. What do you think of uh, Justin Fields sitting at a press conference and saying, I might not be coached properly? Uh, I mean, should you be saying that at a press conference? No. No. Is he completely wrong? No, also. I've been hearing it for ages. It's like, okay, when we get the other thing, you got to talk about it. There's certain elements in coaching that affects players. I just said, Dan Campbell, I love you, bro. You took a chance in a fourth down that you shouldn't have. We should have punted twice. The other time was a little deeper in the zone. We could have got points. I can live with that. But we blew two fourth downs mm-hmm. that we didn't get during the game. One of them we could have got three points out of, and the other one we couldn't. But it gave Seattle great field position, and they marched down the field, and we didn't stop them, and yep. they scored. We ended up losing the game. So my point is this. Why are they making Chicago, and their O-line is whatever, why are they trying to make this guy Dan Marino? Shouldn't they be running the ball more? That's what I don't understand. That's what I really don't understand. I mean, Justin Fields, I think he's actually underrated in some aspects of his uh, passing game, especially on th- short oh, throws and long throws. It's, it's the mid-range ones where he kind of struggles with statistically. But, I mean, you're trying to turn this guy into something he's not, which I don't completely understand. Like, you drafted this guy because you knew what he was, and you're not letting him play that game, so... I think that is a coaching issue. Michael Wilbon said it best, and a lot of coaches do this. They did it with Lamar. They did it with Cam. They did it with Tebow. They look at the films of him in college, and they see the plays that work. And they adapt some of these plays till the guy learns the rest of the playbook. It's like having training wheels. It appears that Chicago is not doing this at all. They're trying to make him Dan Marino. And he's, he's, he's like a deer in the headlight sometimes in the pocket. When he has a clean yeah. pocket. And then he's not pulling the trigger. Plus the fact that he's got, what, the second slowest release in the NFL? Recipe for... Oh, it's yeah, it's recipe for disaster. What do you think of the Minnesota Vikings? Fraudulent. Oh. They got Cam Akers. I mean, that's... I mean, that feels kind of like a Band-Aid solution to their issues. I mean, they get the run game back, I guess, sure, but... There's still a lot of issues with this team. I, don't, I, I still don't have them making the playoffs. I don't think I, they're going to make the playoffs either. Despite the fact that they've been keeping games close, 
Well, that's because their defense is supposed to be getting better, but I don't see it because how many points have they given up in the first two games? Well, week one wasn't so bad. They just couldn't score there, but I mean, they got they the Eagles. D- the Eagles' Baker. offense smoked them. Exactly, but they were the first game was against who? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield, come on. Anyways, I'm looking at it this way. I don't think they should crucify Jordan Love. I think Green Bay's handled him well. Yep. Um, this is the. It's starting to appear. Well, went off to week four, and I hate to say it. This could be the Lions division to lose. Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves there. I, I'm not. I'm just saying that maybe it's the reverse jinx. I'd take a big breath, brother. Talk too long, and yep. my chest just kills me. Sorry, fans. I'm just getting recovering here nicely. Which brings us to the NFC South. And I've talked about 20 hardcore football fans. And I said to them, at the beginning of the season, if you had said to me that there would be three teams in the NFC South that are 2-0, and they all said to me, did you get that from the dispensary or did you grow it yourself? I mean, come on. It's early returns. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. We both knew that the Saints and the Falcons would be at least pretty good. The Saints' defense is legit. Yeah. It's the Derek Carr story. I'm not playing their defense in fantasy against Green Bay this week, though. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Hmm, interesting. I picked up uh, KC defense. Oh, yeah, because they're playing, uh, whatchamacallit, that's a good call. That's a good call, yeah. Yeah, they are playing, oh, that's week two. Where was it? They're going up against... Uh, they win. They're going to win. Uh, why can't I find it? Oh, my God. Senior moments here. The Bears. Oh, my God. Of course. I yeah, I knew it. That's a gimme. That's a, that should be a good fantasy pick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that a Dallas defense guy, in my other league, I'm good. Oh, 100%. I, I have no the, – the, the thing is, is that the Saints, I, I was really impressed with their defense. Even though the two games that they played, they, they, were, they were pretty damn solid. They had to play Tennessee, which isn't exactly a um, – because Tennessee had a good game. Hence the reason that score yeah. was under 20, uh, under 30 points. Which is which is likable. I think that the Falcons are going to come back to earth really quick. I think that they've had the right people to play uh, this week. They're playing who, and I think that they're going to take a beating. They're playing the Lions. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so I knew that's going to be in, in our Detroit. house. We're going to we're we're going to be on there. But the the question to me, the great enigma is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to me. Oh, we're just all waiting for them to fall down to earth. Baker what? Mayfield, we've seen in his career. He's got those high of highs and then the low of lows. But this might be the best team he's ever played on. Tampa Bay's got some defense. He's got some weapons. Point well taken. He's got Goodwin. He's got Evans. You see, and, he's, and he can throw the ball. Like, I mean, not, nobody ever questioned Baker Mayfield's arm. They just questioned everything well, else. between the years it's is what they're questioning. You know what I mean? that, I, like, I'm, I'm not I, bullish on Tampa Bay at all. I'm, I'm not either. I'm just at the point where I'm trying to figure out how good are they really going to be. You know what I mean? They're 2-0. and oh. You know what I mean? Now, what do they got this week? I do not have them. I think they have the Eagles. No, I don't think they're going <laughs> to And then they go into New Orleans versus the Bears, or versus the Lions, excuse me. Uh, versus Atlanta at Buffalo. Uh, they could be quickly two and six. Yeah, the, uh, by the end of October, they could be, be out of it already. Yeah, yeah two and six. But we're, we're going to wait and see. Just Maybe three and five. But. Three and oh, but that's an interesting division. We never thought that they're going to be three and oh. They all could be two and one after this week, but I doubt it. We're going to have to I, I doubt see. that too. Any surprises in the NFC that have caught your, caught your attention? I got one. Can people start saying that Micah Parsons is not Lawrence Taylor? He is an amazing football player. 
I've heard four or five guys will say, I wasn't old enough to see Lawrence Taylor. I just seen the film, the mat. No, no, no. I am old enough to see it. I lived in Toronto at that time. The New York Giants were always on TV at 4 or 1 because we were in the western New York area. So we get Buffalo at 1 and the Giants at 4. I've seen 1 million Lawrence Taylor games in my life, and I've never seen a defensive player as good as Lawrence Taylor ever. And Mike Bill is Belichick good. has called him the best football player of all time. Oh, there you go. That's from Bill Belichick, then. You know what I'm saying? No, when I seen Lawrence play, this guy, just think of Micah Parsons on turbo. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, now just think about that. And he was bigger. I think, no, they're about the same size. They were the same size, but I always thought Lawrence Taylor was a little bit bigger. Yeah. And he had a little additive when he went on the field. So that could have helped out, too. We don't really know. But Micah Parsons, you're an amazing football player. And I, the reason I'm bringing him up, too, is that um, let's talk in about a month from now. I think it's getting pretty pathetic that what if he is the most valuable player in the league? What if he's the best football player in the league? Shouldn't that be given consideration? I agree, but we, we all know about the language, most valuable player. I That hear means you. quarterback. Number two thing I want to say, the biggest surprise in the NFC is Mr. Matt Stafford. I'm glad he's back. I've been he getting props everywhere I look. Someone's bringing up Matt Stafford because that guy, I've been championing him since the day he's come into the league. He's got a bunch of young kids, and he's got a rookie by the name of Nuka Paluka who has caught more passes than anybody in the first two games of their career. And guess what? He doesn't even have to catch a game next game, pass next game, and he has a record for the most catches for someone for the first three games of a season. Yeah, Nakua has been a fantastic replacement for Cooper Cup. And you know why he's a replacement? Because Stafford says, you run this route, and the kid was a captain in, uh, was he from Brigham Young? Oh, oh he had know. a shining career in Brigham Young. He's captain of the team, huge yards as a receiver, which when you, when you peel back the onion. So he's a smart football player. But how many times do you see him go down the field, he turns around, Matt Stafford's hitting him in the chest? Because Matt Stafford throws fastballs. Please give the man the respect that he deserves. You can can respect him now before he gets to Canton. How's that? Fair enough. Any other surprises in the NFC you want to talk about? I think I'm good for NFC. You want to take this into the American Football Conference? Oh, yes, we do. What's wrong with Joe Burrows, bro? I, I mean, we've seen this from Baltimore before. Mm-hmm. They they seem to, I don't know, I guess maybe have the playbook now that uh, maybe Cleveland let them borrow it. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. I just think it's because Joe Perot's got a calf issue. He's missed all that time in yeah. training camp, but he's not quite mobile enough. And one of the things is if you want to fire the football, you got to plant that calf to let it go. Oh, yeah. And you can see he's not got to get it there. Maybe it's wise, which is really dangerous, because I'm taking them to lose to the Rams this week in their house. The maybe. Bengals. The Bengals, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Rams have beat the Bengals. Because they're playing there. I think they're going to beat them. And if they go 0-3, then that's just going to be a catastrophe. Bye-bye. But how many guys have careers like this? They're, like, Joe Burrow's going to be around another 10 years as a superstar. We know it. Just some years, you stub your toes. It doesn't go on. Like, think about it. Marino started 0-3 one time. Uh, all, all the quarterbacks go through it. I hope it's not too long because the AFC North at the beginning of the year told me that it could be one of the toughest divisions in football. And I'm not going to deny that it isn't now. I mean, of course not. I mean, uh we all knew that uh, Baltimore just has, like, a ton of potential. I've been hyping up the Steelers this season. The Browns, I'm not Great quite... Great Monday. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not quite bullish on the Browns as some people, but, I mean, you can't deny they're at least a good football team. Great defensively. Can we have a shout-out to um, Nick Chubb? We hope you have a speedy and uh, complete recovery, yep. but we'll discuss that in a minute. No, and I just want to say back to the Bengals. I mean, it's not the worst... Like, if they end up do 
falling back to 0 and 3, and this season is a mulligan. They have their own first round pick. Oh no, it's not I'm the not, worst I'm, thing in the world for no, that no, team. No, no, no. And I've seen teams back bounce the next year and go right to the Super Bowl. Yep. Joe Burrow's the real deal. Now, I don't like when some people say, oh, all of a sudden he got the new contract, he's got his girlfriend in his arm, and he's being too cool. <laughs> that sounds just, like something you would say. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't see him that way. I just He's always had that persona. He's always carried yeah. himself that way. Because he signed a new contract the next day, people are going, oh, you think he's like this? No, that's Joe. Why do you think they call him Joe Cool? Yeah. Because he's that way. I want to shout out to Lamar Jackson for uh, starting to bitch slap some of his distractors because I really believe, oh, he was injured, he was injured. I think sometimes he sat on the bench too long. I mentioned last year until he got his contract that he could have played. Yep. But he's out there giving her, and it's a Baltimore defense, which is coming back and making them look good too. Don't you agree? Yeah, they could be a sneaky pick for the playoffs coming up. Oh, I but, see. I mean, I, I got Lamar on one of my fantasy teams, so I've, I've been very pleased well, so there, far. There you should go. I'm just saying we're not going to say anything about that. We're going to get back to the divisions after week four because whatever we predicted, whatever we said is kind of off the charts anyway. So it can't be mattered. I mean, look, at everyone loved the New York Jets, and where are they now? They're done. Well, they're one and one. Yeah, but well, we'll get to them in a second. <laughs> Let's get to the AFC South here where I think that the biggest surprise is how well – Anthony Richardson has played as a rookie quarterback for the Colts who got now knocked out with percussion protocol. And I don't even know if he's playing this Sunday. They were very smart to have... uh, No, they they said he won't play. What's that? That He won't play. They came out. He won't be playing versus the Ravens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he should when you're that close. You know what I mean? No, exactly. I mean, it, it kind of makes things more clear in this division that, I mean, Jacksonville should win this. Oh, I think they were. And I think that Trevor Lawrence and um, Patrick Mahomes had number one of many, many battles they're going to have with the year last week. And look at how well both their defenses came. Like, if you had told me before that, they'd score less than 40 points with Howard and him. Yeah, no one was expecting that one to be a snooze fest, least of all me. Yeah, I didn't think it was a snooze fest. I thought it was strategically handled in a weird way. You know what I mean? Agree to disagree on that front. Uh, well, no, because I thought the bra- they did too. Now there was some bra- um, some um, um, what's his name came back. Chris Jones came back, so he harassed the living um, living hell out of oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, which changed things. But I still don't think that the uh, Kansas City offense is firing in all c- c- cylinders. Definitely not. Definitely not. They're j- this that team is just going to get better and better as things go. And I mean. I'm obviously eating my words about the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. I, like, I might have to change my pick to Kansas City the way they're going because you know they're just going to improve week to week. Doesn't it almost it almost doesn't matter what weapons the the you know kind of the rotating cast of characters that uh, Mahomes has as as uh, wide receivers and running backs. They they find a way to get it done. He's insanely creative. I'm just going to ask this: um, out of that division, in Texas could be one of the worst teams in the league. Houston. I mean oh, Houston. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to be out of the, the league. Where does Tennessee go? Are they the biggest fence-sitting team? Because I love Mike Rabel as a coach. Yeah, they, but, they don't have the quarterback. I know, and, I mean, they got an old DeAndre Hopkins there now. Like, he's looking good. Like, he's open, and, and Tannehill can't get to yeah, him. Yeah, there you go. He's still one of the best wide receivers in the game. He made two huge catches down the stretch for, the, for uh, Tennessee to uh, squeeze that game out last week. You know what I yeah. mean? He's still good. I mean, imagine if he was playing with uh, Mahomes or somebody. <laughs> He'd Anyone but Tannehill. He'd still be the D hop of D hop. You know what I mean? Which brings us out. We just we're not going to waste time with the South really because the fact that they got to get Anthony Richards back. The Titans are on the floor. The Jags. That's where there's a lose, don't you think? A hundred percent. 
Which brings us to, I want to get to that last, but we'll go to the AFC West, which I think Kansas City is going to run away with for in no time because the biggest soap opera in football within the next month is going to be the Denver Broncos. Oh, man. <laughs> what if they go 0-3 this week? I mean, they could. I mean, I want to talk about the, their last game against Washington where they build up that big lead, they blow it, find a way to take it to overtime, and blow it. <laughs> uh, do you think the referee was there? Observations on the NFL, we'll get back to that. We'll yeah. get back to that. Um, I just think that what happened is there just doesn't seem to be – like, they, they better gel now. Yeah. 0-3 isn't coming back, but – with the way that um, Sean Payton's been using the press, and words coming out now that I've never known this, that ex-players are whispering that Sean Payton's just as big of a diva as Russell Wilson. They said he's not a Bill Belichick coach. He's not a Mike Tomlin coach. He lets everybody know he's in the building first. <laughs> he lets everybody know this is my team, and he lets everybody know this is my game. There's not that give and take. Like you got, I'd rather, like they say, you know Belichick going in the door, what you're getting. You know Tomlin, you know what you're getting. Um, you know what you're getting with Dan Campbell in Detroit. But they say this guy comes in like on a, you know, carried in by the Romans, mm. which is very interesting. Not that surprising though if you really think about it no now with all the stuff that he said since yeah. he's been coming over it's starting to make sense even back to new orleans oh yeah that's true i think that the the, the broncos are one match away from a dumpster fire i think they're already there uh, okay <laughs> there you go i'm really feeling bad for my buddy justin hebert i thought they're herbert my, herbert i thought that they'd make the playoffs now i don't know i don't know what the raiders are uh, they're another one of those teams like the Titans, just kind of in the mushy middle. Well, we'll know after they, two. They, and they don't have a real home stadium because we know the away fans love to take over that uh, the, 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 room, the Roomba there. Oh, yeah, which is a cool place, by the way. Uh, we want a big shout-out to uh, the Shoeys crew in La Familia who made a huge presence down at... Um, Familia, oh, my God. Familia. They were Familia. down... Whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. They're all down at the... Uh, well, it's also Italian. Is it? Familia? Yeah. yeah. I thought they did. That's Italian. Well, Spanish and Italian, Italian are very yeah, closely connected. Agreed. They share a lot of words. Agreed. So, um, huge shout out from the Shoeys crew going down to Buffalo to watch the Raiders. Support was insane. I hope you'll be here. Anyone go online, check the Shoeys um, um, things out. Actually, if they were on the WhatsApp, it would be even better. But big shout out to Serge and the crew for getting down to support the Raiders out of Shoeys. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue over to the AFC East because the Buffalo Bills crushed the Raiders in Buffalo last Sunday. What are you thinking of Josh Allen? I think he's fine. I think he's good, but I mean, we had kind of had this conversation before where, like, this is the, like this is do or die time for him, basically. Like, I agree. Prove it. He looked great though against the Raiders after that horrendous performance. He better have. Okay. He better be looking good against the Raiders. So I've just got to say before we continue about Buffalo, and we know your team's in this division, and we're not going to crucify mm. Belichick, but. Are you going to pull back your statement that Miami Dolphins are fraudulent? No. Ooh, I'm doubling down on a cruise. Oh. I'm crazy. Are you thinking they're not going to make the playoffs then? Well, well, you could be fraudulent and make the playoffs. <laughs> I think that's dancing on the line. Fraudulent's like I'm being... I'm. No, like, you can backdoor your way in. Because this division, just, let's be real, it's looking... It's all of a sudden looking a little weaker than we thought. Okay, I agree. But now you look down the... the like just okay, we've only had. Two I still games. think Buffalo's winning this division. Oh, I think so too. But I think that I think those both of those teams are going to come out of that division. There's going to be two teams that. Come I don't out think Miami's going to win a playoff game if they make it. Oh, that's a bold statement. Now let's get something straight here. 
I hate the Miami Dolphins. I don't get me defending. Me okay, so don't don't get me defending these guys. Okay. However, I'm starting to have there's some credence in these um, nerdy little coaches and their schemes are starting to work. You know what, what was I mean? with this comment, by the way, saying that like beating Belichick was easy. Like, screw you, buddy. Oh, that's well, what I'm I play with Legos. Getting a girl was hard, but being Belichick was easy. Uh, you know what? I, I this is one of the things I wanted. That's to almost word today. for word what he said, by the way. Can I just say this? I know Belichick is well hated, but because you're hated doesn't mean you should be disrespected. And the hands down, di- the, the dis- amen. The disrespect I've heard about Belichick since preseason to now, and they're zero and two. They're like they're jumping on him. Like now, I can't believe it. Well, you know why, right? Because he's zero two. No, because yeah. the way he's like, he has no time for the media. This oh, is personal. That, of, of this course. is personal. Uh, I should have said that the first. It's a hundred percent personal. It's got nothing to do with anything except the fact that they want to drag his dick in the dirt. You know what I mean? And they're going to get the old dirty hoodie guy yeah. now. Well, you know what? When he gets on his boat, that's called now what? Eight rings. Because uh, he got the two oh, from the, the Giants, yeah. Okay, so he's got a boat that says eight rings. He's single again. He dumped that hottie. Okay, good so, for him. So maybe that's why he's a little irritable. He hasn't been getting an oil change. And I mean, he's he's gonna be a shoo-in for Canton, obviously. Oh my God! If you want to say I don't want to hear this because I love Tom Brady too much, but it takes two to tango. So as much as that Brady was get all those rings, Belichick was just as much responsible as Brady. In the end, Brady was Maybe more. Hurt. Okay, there you go. So that's what I'm saying. So I don't – I think New England's going to end for a hell of a hurt this year, buddy. You know, 0-2, and, and this weekend they've got what? Doesn't look good. I'm still holding out hope, but, I mean, they, they're going into the Jets. Oh, yeah, they, they, they should be 1-2. and two. Yeah, they definitely should be 1-2. Let, let's go first let's win. Go there. So now they're at this point. We, go Pats. We, any surprises in the AFC that caught your eye? Um – I'd still say it's, I mean, the Bengals, obvious one. Besides that, I mean, it's still like, I didn't expect the Patriots to be 0-2, but I mean, they went up against, I don't know. The the Bengals one is the real big one. I I did not expect this team to be 0-2. Okay, I think the biggest surprise is this. Quit banging on New England. I hate to freaking be defending them all the time, but if Miami and Philadelphia ended up in the Super Bowl, look at the first two losses that New England has. Against two of the potential Super Bowl winning Miami's teams. not going to the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm just saying. I hope they don't. I hope they collapse, if you want my honest opinion. I told you, they're not winning a playoff game. Okay, here we go. So we're just going to take a few notes on the NFL before we go here. One of them is that Nick Chubb sustained an absolutely gruesome injury the other night. Did you see it? Yes, I did. I, uh, did I watched the game. Okay, I just happened to come upstairs to get a coffee or something because I had both screen that came back on. And I said, no, what went on here? Like, I was only gone. Um, when I heard it was an injury, I had the game recording because I like to watch them two times. I immediately deleted it so I wouldn't be somebody looking at a, what do you call it, a rubbernecker at a car accident. But I'm really going to call for ESPN for deciding not to show the replay again. Yep, I like that. We at the house that happens say we don't want anybody to get injured. And we've had some bad injuries this year. Trevon Diggs, um, uh Nick Chubb, um, Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Nobody wants any of these guys to get injured. But if you're going to use, like, your ability as a broadcaster, your ability to get ratings to show that the, I'm not I'm not into that. No. No, I think that's dirty. I really like Marcellus Wiley, who's a West Coast guy that used to play for San Diego, and he gave a passionate rant on why they should have shown the replay and why he wants to see it again. 
Well, guess what? I looked at it this way. If you want to go see Friday the 13th, you go see Friday the 13th. I don't go to see Friday the 13th. I've never seen one. I think I've seen 10 minutes one of those How about uh, the new Exorcist movie? Have you seen I'm the trailer for that? I'm not going to see that. No, oh, I man. don't. Cruz, let me, let me take a minute to talk about this new Exorcist trailer. Okay. It looks like the scariest fucking movie. I, like, that's my thing. I love horror movies, but, like, it's hard for me to find a, a good scary one. This is a tangent here, by the way. Oh, that's I, okay. I apologize, well, well, but... No, we're not going to think of it because, you know what? If I never see another horror movie for the rest of my life, I'm good. This... Was oh man, I think they showed this before Oppenheimer, and by the time the trailer was over, people were laughing just because they were so scared. Yeah, they were like relieved it was over. It was that intense. Is it scarier than the Blair Witch Project? Oh, truth be told, I haven't seen Blair Witch. Good, <laughs> good. Don't waste your time. So the greatest I, con I, in movies. I have a uh, a little bit of a story of that. So um, back in the day, like whatever, you went to Blockbuster, you rented a movie Friday night, right? Yeah. So. I don't even remember what movie it would have been that like me and my sister wanted to watch. And then after, my dad and my Zio came over, my uncle, and they watched the Blair Witch Project after, right? And they all tucked us into bed. You know, my mom went to bed too. So, but there's one point I came downstairs to like get some water. I don't remember this. Yeah. This is uh, this is just being told to me. I came downstairs to get uh, water. Apparently, my Zio jumped so high he almost hit the ceiling. Is the story? Okay, you know what it was. I laughed when I watched it because it is the greatest con. Oh, because they don't show you anything. It's all in your mind, yeah. which just makes it so powerful because they do tricks that make people jump out of their seats. I believe your uncle jumped out because I've heard other people say it. And then when they watched it again, they go, how was I so stupid? You know what I mean? But it's Yeah, it's probably like it's like a paranormal activity where like it, you won't be fooled by it a second time. It's a, it's no, a one-time thing. It's a one, yeah. But they did it very well. I, I understand. I was I seen people jump and I looked over and I was watching. I go, you think that? They go, weren't you? And I'm going, no, because my brain was going, nah, they're not doing this, are they? But if you're totally into the narrative at the moment, it's going to make you jump. Yeah, Very well. Like those guys should have been credit. What was $100,000 make the movie? They made ten. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Like those guys. Oh, I mean, that movie made millions. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I and it was it was university kids. I do believe that project, the whole thing, which I give them credit for. But anyway, speaking of horror stories, we yeah, should Nick not Chubb. have we should not have those on on television. Yeah, should I've talked about this before too. Where Humber and I believe the entire OCAA, the Ontario College Conference, mm -hmm. they're not allowed to show like even like the injured player on the field after the fact. Amazing. Yeah, I like that. I like that very why, much. Why dwell on it? No, and you know what I mean? And it's it's sad negative anyway, so we're just going to exemplify yeah. it. I don't agree. What do you think of the refing in the NFL so far this year? Um, good, bad, the ugly without the good. Oh, <laughs> I think it's been okay. The reason I brought it up is because the pass interference when you were talking about the Broncos on the two-point play. Oh, and the Patriots game too. Don't oh, get me started that about that one. That it was a clean play on the, the ball. ball. Yes, he was like, he was looking right at the ball, and it's called pass interference. I don't get how that's the case. Okay, so in the other games, you see it; it's a no call, which it should be. If it's a play on the ball, that's clean. That is the worst. Then, Dom, I know you're listening. I know this pisses you off too. When there's a call like, like nowhere near oh, the play, oh. and they call that one, and it, whatever, it's like a five, ten yard penalty. Like, why are you calling that? And I don't want like. I don't want to hear this business about like, oh, it interfered with what the quarterback could have done when the quarterback already made the play. I agree. Get out of here. I think that those are really bad too because they say it's in, what is it? Um, interferes with procedure. Blah, blah, blah. That's what it is. But here's what I don't like about it, okay? That happened to the Lions. It was one of the Seattle games where they it was inadvertent. Both guys went and they called it against the Lions. That was a first down in the next play. That They, they would have then... Um, uh, Seattle would have been off the field. 
They continue to drive. That's the ones that drive me crazy when it's one of those ticky-tack ones. They make the wrong decision. They keep the drive alive because it always says first down. Even if you get five, it's the first down. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it pisses me off. Oh, in a, in a very, very big way. I understand uh, officiating football is tough, but, I mean, come on, guys. Okay, we've got to do this really quick, but we don't even Picks have of the week. Picks of the week. I got the, the sheet right here, but I don't have a light. Why don't I have a light? So I, I can read them out to you. I have okay. uh, the current spread from... I got it right here, too, in the book. I want to write it down. See, so I've I already ha- made my picks. Okay, so right now we have the Minnesota Vikings favored by one point at home against the Chargers. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking them, too. Just purely a home field pick. 100%. No, no other reason. No rhyme or reason except that's it. I got it. We're both taking the Vikings, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Buffalo favored by six points on the road at Washington. Oh, Buffalo all day. Yeah. Okay, I like what Washington's done so far, but I think Buffalo's just going to be too strong for the commanders to cover. Um, next, we got Green Bay favored by one and a half at home against the New Orleans Saints. I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the Saints. I do believe here. Did I not say that? I'm taking the Saints. You're taking the Packers, yep. right? Okay. Uh, Detroit favored by three points at home to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm taking the Lions. If I don't, Den all day. Okay, you're going to get me in trouble for this because I usually say if they lose now, I'm going to beat my wife, but I'm not going to say that anymore, okay? <laughs> She's right here. You I know that. that. <laughs> She's going to come in and say, I got bruises again. The Lions lost. <laughs> Um, Did you ever, can I, a quick aside, did you ever hear about that at the time when my, within the afternoon she watched football and someone said to my wife, she was sitting at the bar and uh, I was somewhere else, but the shoeies is safe for girls, by the way, the boys club where girls are safe. So my wife was in here having a couple of drinks, she had a long sleeve shirt on, someone said it's really long. She goes, yeah, it's uncomfortable for this weather, but I can't show the bruises because the Habs lost last night. Everybody at the bar died laughing. It's a bad joke, but I mean, my wife can say it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, at least no one took her seriously. Nah. That could have been the other end of the spectrum there. Yeah, we're okay. Can continue. continue. Uh, New England favored by two and a half on the road at the Jets. Oh, we're Pats two- all day, baby. All day. All day and then twice on Sunday. Okay. Uh, the Browns favored by three and a half at home to the Tennessee Titans. I think you got to go dog pound here. I'm taking the Titans. Whoa. Yeah. I don't trust the whore master yet. Just, Even against the Titans? Yeah, I think they're going to... Because they won't cover. Three and a half? Yeah. Straight up, they might win. But if we go by the spread... That's why I marked them down here. So we'll talk after week four how we've done. Continue. Okay. Um, Jacksonville favored by eight at home to the Houston Texans. I'm taking Jacks the Jags yeah, I'm all taking, I think, day. I think that's going to be a blowout I this game. I even took them on my six-team parlay at the Ivy League bar. But I took them all day, the Jags. So you're taking them too? Yep. Okay. Miami favored by six and a half at home to the Denver Broncos. I think Miami wins, but I think the Broncos find the way to cover. So what would you want to take? We got this against the spread. So yes, I'm taking Denver. I'm taking Broncos. To, I'm taking, uh, I think that I'll make a side bet. You buy me a beer if, Dol- if um, Dolphins win by 15? Fine. Watch, that's going to happen. Okay, okay continue. Baltimore favored by seven and a half at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Taking the Ravens all Yeah, Ravens day. too. Okay, what, what did you take one. last night? Who did you take? I took San Francisco. I think you did too, right? Uh, I didn't really make a pick for that one. <laughs> what was this? I probably, oh, I probably would take, was it like 10? 10, yeah. You yeah. had to take San Fran. Well, actually, there? I do have proof. I did tell someone to take San Fran at 10, so. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can view my text 
if you okay. want to do that. No, I'll give I you. Trust. I'll give you. No, I'm, uh, this is for the fans. I give you the the Mike Babcock card for that one. Ooh, <laughs> you like that? That was good. Did you? We already picked the Lions. Yes, we did that one. And you're taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. Okay, continue. Uh, Seattle favored by five and a half. We're we're in the four o'clock games now. Seattle favored by five and a half at home to the Carolina Panthers. Seahawks all day. Yeah, I I, I feel comfortable with that. Yep. Dallas favored by 13 on the road at Arizona. They're going to win by 20. (laughs) I don't disagree with that. That's just. I think I think Cowboys there. How about them Cowboys? Um. Kansas City favored by 12 and a half at home to the Bears. I think they're going to win by 25. Yep. That's going to be another slaughter. Um, the Raiders favored by two and a half at home to the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. I took the Raiders, but I did not feel comfortable in doing it. How's that? I think there's going to be way more Steelers fans there. I think it's going to oh, feel yeah. like a Steelers home game. Probably. I, I feel comfortable taking the Steelers there. Okay. Um, Monday night is another two games that are separated by an hour. We... I hate that. I hate this format. Day, everyone done? I bet you love that split screen that they have too with your two screen setup. That uh, must have been the best. Yes. I didn't like that was all weird. And then I'm looking at my screws, I'm starting to figure my cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> First we have uh this is a surprisingly low spread, but the Eagles are favored by five points at the Buccaneers. How can you not take the Eagles? You have to, but because it's the it's the road game. Vegas oh, is Tampa Bay. Vegas is Tampa trying to Bay. they're trying to make you take that's what Vegas is doing. <laughs> take Tampa Bay. Take back Tampa Bay. What, nah. What's nah, the last nah. game on Monday night? The LA Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals. Rams all day. I'm on the Rams bandwagon. They're gonna beat him up. Aaron Donald's gonna come through, pancake Joe Burrow, and he's out for six games. I hope that's not the truth. I'm struggling with this one. I'm taking I, I'm, I'm, uh, How can I bail on Matt Stafford now? He's got he's got he's won two for me already. I'm I'm Stafford all day. I'm taking it to the bank. I'm calling the Bengals. They finally get in the win column. Oh, okay. You can have the Bengals. I don't think the Rams are that good. I do. I do. I like their defense because their defense played tight against San Francisco. Was supposed to have this Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy. Nobody can beat us. We're so damn good. Whatever. I don't believe in that, but I, I do think that Cincinnati's going to have a recovery, but, and they're going to make a run, but they won't make the playoffs. You watch in the end. Because you go 0-3, they're going to make this great run, and they're not going to quite make it in the end. Speaking of teams making a great run to the playoffs, not quite making it, how about them Toronto Blue Jays? Oh, my God. Here we are. What are they going to do tonight, bro? We haven't talked about it. They're already the down 1-0 to the Rays, oh, bottom no. of the fourth. Oh, and that's the other teams we've got to worry about. I'm just going to say this. Can we just start about this whole baseball thing? Here's the crazy thing. Toronto's going to back in at the best of times because we know that Texas and Seattle are playing seven times. Yes. Okay, so there's there's seven losses there. They play this weekend, actually. Hey, there you go. In Texas. So it doesn't matter what happens after tonight. Toronto will still be in a playoff position. Yes. After no matter tonight. what. No matter what, they're going to be there. And it's going to be like that anywhere. What I'm thinking is that the, the Blue Jays have well, to take the bull by the Not horse. really. If you think about it, if, if Toronto completely blows it to Tampa and, each, and Seattle and Texas split the oh, series. Oh, that's, that's true, too. But, I mean, yeah. I, you, you got to win the games that are in front of them. So, come on, Toronto. Is Vladdy playing tonight or is he Yes, he he's in the lineup. DHing, right? I would imagine. Let me double-check that. He is DHing. Batting third. He is... So far, 0 for 1 with a walk. Okay, so let's cut to the chase on this right now. Biggio is everything that the Toronto Blue Jays are in this season capsuled in one player. Can I explain why? Let's hear it. How many positions has he played? Um, how many I does heard he, he play? Carries, I heard he brings the bats before the game and 
pounds in the bases. How too. many how many uh, positions has he played this year? Yes. Well, uh, let's see. First base, second yep. base, third base. I believe he's played shortstop. I don't know short, but he's played right and left. Yes. Okay. So that guy's like the whole team. We never win a game. Shows up. He's like he uh, Ben uh, Ben Zobris light. Okay. Well, even crazier. Okay. And except the, Zobris was a, like a switch hitter that could play every position. But there you go. So now, now I'm going to continue. Why I'm going to say this about Biggio. Look at his bat right now. His bat looks amazing. Sure. Everybody's screaming about. It. Let's go over this. I love it. Okay. So let's go over the season. Oh, look at Chapman's bat. It was amazing, isn't it? Oh, look at Merrifield's bat. Isn't that amazing? Oh, we got the kid up from minors. Look at it. Isn't that amazing? How long? But like one of those like spr- those like little sprinkle those sparkler things when you put it on when at Halloween that silver things you light it up <laughs> and once it's dead is it over is that the Blue Jays lineup? Bicho, he's got oh man he's he's such a frustrating hitter because he's got great control of the strike zone. Yes, he's just he's just not a good hitter and picking bad pitches. Yeah, but if he if he's, when he, he hits good mistakes if he hits the ball because he drives and he walks a, a ton. Oh yeah, he's, the he's, he's a master of that. Yeah, because yeah, he, he sees the ball very well. But um, the reason I'm bringing him up is I don't want to waste too much time on a guy. Is that significant of what the Blue Jays are? Uh, we never know when they're going to hit. We got to question their defense and what's the lineup. Yeah, that's everything bad about. Well, the we've Blue talked Jays. about this before though. Like uh, they give um, up they yes. give up too much offense for defense, which kind yes. of proves my point about how like defense, especially fielding, is overrated in baseball. You I want guys like that can hit. I say that, but pitch. you got a good point right now, and I'm staring at it every day to say I'd bring Guriel's defense back in a second just to have his bat. Yeah. So you you've got a significant point there, but the thing is, like we we got to decide. I'm, I'm I came in tonight saying this. It's going to be Seattle and Toronto and Tampa that'll be the three wild cards. And I'm not No Texas. Was that? No Texas. And I think it's going to be the biggest fall off ever because usually what happens that we can talk about it for years because what they're going to repeat and maybe a backwards jinx is that Texas did spend 150 days in first place. Or what was 115? Wow. It's, it's over 100 days. They were in first place for a long time. And for a uh, while, they were looking like the World Series contender in the American League. Over 100 days in first place. But then they just went off a cliff. And, I mean, a lot of that to me is their bullpen is weak. The bottom line is this. If they didn't sweep Toronto, we wouldn't even be talking about them, which is another reason why our team is ridiculous as it is. Why didn't we just split with Texas, which we couldn't do? But here's the thing now. Are we in Tampa tonight, right? Yes, for the weekend. And then they play the last six games at home. Three, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tampa, I believe. And then Thursday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tampa. All the mathematicians, all the prognosticators that said if Toronto is 8-4 and four or 7-5 and five in these last 12, they will back in. Right or sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, New York. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tampa. They got next Monday week. off. That's the odd game yeah. with the other teams. So... They said that it's either eight and four or seven and five of getting them in the door. Right now they're two and one. So I don't want to lose tonight so that we're two and two because if we're going to be eight and four, that means we've got to have a four or five game winning streak to do this. It's it's Putting a bit pressure. of a scary situation because the Jays have never done well in Tampa. Never. Especially since Tampa got good. We should put that in perspective. We gotta see Cole one more time. And okay. I mean, and he like, he wants to put the period on the sentence yeah, on his side yesterday. Young he wants to put the period on the sentence on his Cy Young season. Okay, so add that up. So that's a game that we were 50-50 on at best. Yeah. We got the two. We're going to get the one good Tampa Bay starter. I think the other guy might be shut down by then next weekend if the Tampa's in line. Mm-hmm. He's going to rest him because that could be another thing to our advantage is that if Tampa rests guys, their starters to get their rotation in line for the playoffs. But then again, who are they They're battling for the division, though. So I, it's, I think Baltimore is going to get it, don't you? I think so, too. But they're a game and a half back. Yes, I know they have two more games in the loss column. But, I mean, that's still close enough where Tampa, it's 
uh, you can't just shut down your guys yet. You gotta go for it. Uh, maybe, maybe because like it's a, that first round buy. That's huge if you oh, get that. Oh, mega, mega. And I, I don't think I don't. I think it's still in their back of their minds. They gotta go for it. Whatever. I think it's interesting when you said the loss column because two people in the two biggest people when they were talking about the playoffs who I respect tremendously. Um, discussing baseball, and the first thing they mentioned was loss column was Bob Costas and Christopher Mad Dog Russo. First thing they went to is the loss column. They told everybody, "Oh yeah, we got the half game of this, but what's in the loss column?" And I said, "Thank you very much because you can't erase losses. You know what I mean? Once you got them, it's going to be there." And 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 Toronto's sitting pretty good right now in their position. However, however, it's got to be an eight and four start. We can't. We, we lose tonight, we're already in trouble. You know, oh, because the pressure's yeah. on tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, we should go into Tampa Bay. It's early in the game. Uh, we still got Bassett on the mound. Who's pitching for Tampa tonight again? Pitching for Tampa Bay tonight. Well, that's yesterday. Is Glasnow. Yeah, I thought Ugh. so. I thought so. And then tomorrow night, imagine. they got, uh, okay, they got Little. Against like, the Korean. Yeah. That should be okay. He's yeah. pitching well. Can we hit? Can we have a game? Can we go? Like, can you guys, like, remember how we say the percentages over the year that your batting will look like this if it evens out over a season? Mm-hmm. Okay, so even it out a bit more, guys. Like, give us, like, you know, Versho hit two points better. Chapman hit two points better for the last 10 games. Flatty, give us three more home runs for the rest of the season. We're not asking for a lot here. We're just asking for a modicum of offense to combine with the pitchers who we don't hope act like they're a number three starter on the next start that they have. Sure. But, I mean, Flatty, 24 home runs right now. We thought he'd be... 30 I said 30. Easily. I said 30. I thought, but he's not going to get him now. Is no. he, gonna get, he might get his 100 RBIs, all right? He's at 91, so he's still got a little bit to go. He's got to average one a game, so it could happen, but it's uh, looking less likely by the day. For me, I look at that OPS, 780. He Uh, he should be at least 800. At least 800. uh, Pushing 900, I think, at times. There you go. I will agree with that. I'm glad that, you know, Bo Bichette's still giving us the big hits. I think sure. He's been giving us great hits. I think that he's, our, he's the captain of this team. Let's be uh, real. That, I, I agree, too. And I want to give a big shout-out to our bullpen. Agreed. Our, our bullpen is the is just been every time we come I mean, our in, starters, too. Let's not say anything bad I, about I, them. No, no, no. But they, 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 we've got typical. Like, we don't have we don't have a coal. No. We got Go, Gozeman. Supposed to be a coal. But, I mean, like, I love Gozeman. Let's, let's cut to the chase on this. But some nights you go out there and you go, oh, okay, what do we got tonight? Same with Barrios. Look at Barrios gave up three in the first yeah. last night, and then went six. Didn't give up another run. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff that the batters should be able to pick up once in a while for the for the pitchers, but they never do. No. You know what I mean? It's pathetic. I mean, we thought Manoa was going to be our ace, but he took a huge step back. I mean, the, there seems to be more and more problems with him by the day. I think that they're going to give the arm treatment, put it, get him in shape, and see with spring spring uh, training. He's only twenty four years old. Yeah. Isn't he? You can't you can't just like on a talent like that. No, you're not going to give up on him. By me, it's just it's just frustrating. Is my oh, point. Oh, he should have been our guy. What have happened if uh, Rui didn't come off the disabled list at the time that he did? Mm-hmm. He'd be in bigger trouble as it is. Oh, that I mean, the fact they came back is a huge boost. I don't think any Jays fan thought we were going to get. Okay, so we got the scare from Kikuchi the other night because his arm tightened up. Did you hear what his excuse was? The sleep thing. Oh my! That God. was a joke. Had to be. Yeah. I hope so. He said, he said the next day is like, you know, the sarcasm doesn't exactly translate. Okay, that's what it was. I thought so. Because, because that was I ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't get my 14-hour sleep. 
Yeah, I got only 11. <laughs> I only got 11. I just said, I can't remember when I slept 11 hours in a row, if you want to know my honest opinion. But in any way, we're really hoping for the Jays to get there, and we really think that the uh, it's going to boil down to this. We do know who's already got the divisions here, kids. You know what I mean? We know well, who. AL West is the only one that's really up for grabs. That's what I'm saying. The rest of them we already know. This is over and done with, if you, if you really want to. Ask about it. Congratulations for Minnesota because they were definitely not even in the riding to start the season. The White no Sox one was talking was, about the Twins. Nobody whatsoever. If they told you they were, they were lying. They thought that Chicago would be the team to win that division outright with Cleveland chasing I so. them. I thought Chicago was going to have a breakthrough too. We all did. But so Or Cleveland. I mean, they've been a major they're, disappointment they're as well. They, not major, but they're pitching staff. Like they're, they're, well, considering that division. Yeah, oh, well, exactly. But I mean, Chicago is a way more big of a disappointment. Yeah, well, especially considering they're just supposed to come out of a rebuild. We talked about this. Yes. Then now that they're talking rebuild again, like that's oh. it's it's beyond absurd. So it's the I love it's the Tony Kornheiser saying that you're two years away from two years, <laughs> right? Uh, Bruno Caboclo syndrome. Exactly the same thing. And um, anyways, if they're all there, but this by the time we're in our next show, we should be able to have a lot of talk about who did what and why. Yeah, I mean the. And then the National League wildcard race, that looks like the most exciting thing. That is the most fun in baseball I have seen in a million, million years. I like the fact that um, it's not just one division that's involved in this. There's it's all three. Like, uh, all three there. My question is, is the Chicago Cubs upgraded the ship that they should take this home? I've been low-key bullish on this team all season. I thought they'd have a chance for the division. They've fallen out of favor there, but I mean... I'd be very surprised if they didn't capture with one of those last two wildcard spots, along with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who I also liked early oh, on. Oh, I like I they came back too, but I'm I'm not really Corbin Carroll for oh, uh, Cy Young, baby. Good, good call. We mentioned him earlier in the year, but now that guy's an ace of aces. That doesn't have nothing against Strider on Atlanta, because we're gonna have to say Atlanta is the craziest team I've ever seen in a long time, considering their balance between offense and defense, and uh, they got a fifty home run swinger that's not even being talked about in the MVP freaking race. That's yep. amazing. Yep. And what if they did keep Freddie Freeman, who should also be considered for MVP consideration, considering what he's done in LA? Oh, man. Well, I mean, uh, but again, Acuna just makes it so hard to vote against. He now has 40 home runs on the year to go along with his 60 stolen bases. Did he get those 40 home runs? Just today. You got it today? Just hit it while we did the show. I got the update about it. Wow. Yep. Oh, no, that's guaranteed. That's a guarantee. That, that, that's a great thing. Atlanta's team looks amazing. However, it's going to come down to pitching. Yep. And didn't they just put Fried back on the 15-day DL with blisters? I just think they're keeping his arm ready for the playoffs because 15-day yeah, so <laughs> is going to just come right out to get, so get the second start in the series or the third. I mean, they're the only team really, like, guaranteed to get 100 wins. They're at 98 right now. They're going to walk to... What about the Dodgers? Aren't they close? They're at 94. So they need a few things. Same with the the them and the Orioles need a few things to kind of break their way. Tampa Bay as well. They're kind of in that conversation of like maybe the, where they're going to get to like high 90s either way. But the 100 is going to be that like. So the Dodgers streak one. of winning 100 games a year will come to an end. I didn't say that. It could be. Could, it could be. be. You know what I mean? I, I just, well, how's their schedule? Let's see. They play. That is spring training. I do not want that. Okay. They play. The Giants at home, then they're in Colorado, then in San Francisco. Those those are winnable games. Oh, okay. Okay, could be there. Could be very much there. Um, 
Bottom line is, I think that this has been a really, really interesting baseball season because I heard Bob Costas, who we respect tremendously, talking about back in the day where you hope two teams are in the running because there was only wild card and sometimes there was only two divisions and there were so many teams and nobody got in, so then there was the dead baseball season. Yep. For example, if teams are eight or nine games up, nobody's watching the baseball at all. I was trying to explain to my wife last night, there was a game on, who was it, uh, the Angels and somebody, and I wasn't even paying really attention to it. She what I mean? I said, because these teams are out of it and she says why would you watch it and I said well if the Blue Jays were in that position I wouldn't be watching the Blue Jay games and I said which makes baseball as regional as you could possibly could oh, be oh yes and we've gotten you, into that before you got it but anyways I think that's enough baseball talk we'll have a preview show next week and really talk about what was going on but I think you got a couple things you want to talk about before we get out of here yeah so we talked uh, or I talked a little bit last week about the world champion conversation actually you brought this up about uh the, specifically the uh, Champions League teams. Are they the world champion? That's a yes and no. It's because... What uh, a fence sitter. You won't even get... Well, like hold Miami on, hold on. <laughs> let, let me explain. Champions like UEFA, that's the, the... Like, you win Champions League. You are the best soccer club in the world. I However, there already is a tournament, the FIFA Club World Cup, just no one cares about it. And it's always a European team that wins it. So okay. No, Argentina just won it. Uh, okay, well, someone okay. else... Okay, <laughs> you're getting a kick in here, buddy. You better tie your shoes a little tighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, laughing hurts. Um, but anyway, no, I, I know what you're saying because when we're going to look at all the leagues for many, many years, I, I liked your, your thing, well, well, the team that wins the um, NHL should be world champion. And I'm way back in Hell the yeah. 50s, they were. They played other teams. Other Up until teams, the WHA. Yeah, well, they were always considered that way. And you can kick the, the league around. The reason I'm saying about the Champions League, and I brought that as an example, is what are they, so we disrespect South American soccer? It's not the same level as the European clubs. We know that. Okay, I want to say that. Do you think, why isn't Neymar playing in Brazil then? We know why didn't Messi why. play in Argentina? Yeah, we got that. Yeah, there we Everybody go. knows, and it does want to be different. But So here at the house that happens, we're going to put a moratorium out. We're going to eventually get you guys to vote to say, if you win your championship in your league, if you are a Champions League, if you are the NBA champion if you're now football is no doubt <laughs> that's the one that's undisputed okay so it's the yeah. same as the australian rules football teams yes okay. <laughs> they, they have the same credence as the other one however i i'm i'm leaning towards what you're saying because i think club teams should be recognized because they go over a longer period of time you develop them they win they win championships sometimes a lot of these world cups and world operations it comes down to the streakiness of it and getting all the breaks. Don't you agree? Well, yeah, because the they're, they're very small tournaments, right? Exactly, yeah. including in hockey and basketball or whatever. Oh, Olympics, yes, absolutely. I mean, just think right now. The Americans did not win. They got a bronze medal, and they went home crying, and LeBron's calling everybody together because we, <laughs> we want our ball back. You know what I mean? Yep. That's the crazy, crazy thing about sports, and I think that's why we do this show. I just want to do a quick shout-out before I go, and I want to shout-out to Mr. Max Kellerman, who cannot be found anywhere right now. I guess he's got a podcast out there somewhere. He does. Something, doesn't he? Max, I'm coming behind you because I can't believe one of the number one sports shows in America disrespected you so badly that it makes me have trouble watching that show as we speak. And I'm not going to mention any names because that just promotes that 
arrogance <laughs> character more than they already have. You know what I'm saying? I completely get what you're saying. Thank you very much, Max. We miss you. We hope you come back soon. You know what I'm saying? In any event, the show ran a little longer than usual. I want to thank everybody once again for giving me good cheers. I only hurt or cringed about six times because Mr. Milani was making me laugh and I asked him not to do that. <laughs> However, now that we're here, I want to say thanks for everyone for listening, everyone that's shouting out, and please give us a follow because Mr. Milani, where can you find us? You'll hear that on the outro. It's all good. Oh, sounds <laughs> good. Just letting you know. My name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And this is The House That Happens, and we keep, keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com. <laughs>